Hello and welcome to The Graveyard Shift, the weekly horror podcast where we take listener and guest-suggested movies and break them down into the good, the bad, and anything else we find fun and or relevant. My name is Mike and I never work The Graveyard Shift alone. Joining me is the shape of horror film critique, Little John. <laughs> hello, hello. Yes. Uh, I, I, You know, I think I definitely would be Michael McDonald's character. <laughs> <laughs> and making this a lynch mob is his older brother, Big John. I mean, Phil. Hey, what's going on, Mike? Yeah, definitely be Big John in this situation. <laughs> and tonight's episode is Evil Dies Tonight. No, wait, it doesn't. Because we watched Halloween Kills 2021. Ah, This was directed by David Gordon Green. Written by Scott Teams, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green. Based on characters by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Produced by Malika Cod, Jason Bloom, and Bill Block. Cinematography by Michael Simmons. Edited by Tim Alverson. Music by John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies. Produced by Miramax, Blumhouse, Trancus, and Roughhouse Pictures. This was released September 8th, 2021 in Venice. October 15th, 2021 in the United States. This has a runtime of 105 minutes. This has a budget of $20 million and a box office return of $133.4 million. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, a survivor of Michael Myers' 1978 killing spree suffering from PTSD. She is Karen's mother and Allison's grandmother. Judy Greer as Karen Nelson, Laurie's daughter and Allison's mother. Andy Matt. Andy Matichak as Allison Nelson, Karen's daughter and Laurie's granddaughter. Will Patton as Frank Hawkins, a sheriff's deputy stabbed and run over in the previous film who arrested Michael in his initial killing spree in 1978. Thomas Mann portrays a younger, a younger version of Frank Hawkins. Jacob Keohan as Tobias, a deputy who was Frank Hawkins' partner in 1978 and the first person to unmask Michael Myers. Anthony Michael Hall as Tommy Doyle, Lindsay's friend and one of the children Laurie babysat in 1978. He was previously portrayed by Brian Andrews in the 78 original and by Paul Rudd in the non-canon sequel Curse of Michael Myers. Robert Longstreet as Lonnie Elam, Cameron's father who bullied Tommy Doyle as a child in 1978 but is now his best friend. He was previously portrayed by Brent LePage in the 1978 original film. Christian Egerlin as Lonnie Elam in the 1978 flashbacks. Dylan Arnold as Cameron Elam, Allison's ex-boyfriend and Lonnie's son. James Jude Courtney and Nick Castle as Michael Myers, The Shape, a masked figure who carried out a massacre in Halloween in 1978. Aaron Armstrong portrays a younger version of Michael Myers in the 1978 Halloween night flashbacks. Christian Michael Pates portrays Michael as the six-year-old child seen in Karen's imagination. He was previously played by Will Sandon in the 1978 original film. Charles Cyphers as Lee Brackett, Haddonfield's former sheriff who lost his daughter in the 1978 killing spree and pursued Michael alongside Samuel Loomis. Cyphers reprises his role from the 78 original and the now-ignored 81 sequel Halloween 2. Nancy Stevens as Marion Chambers, the retired former assistant to Dr. Samuel Loomis. Stevens reprises her role from the 78 film and the now-ignored Halloween 2 and H2O. Kyle Richards as Lindsay, as Lindsay Wallace, Tommy's friend and one of the children Laurie babysat in 1978. She reprises her role from the 1978 original film. This has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 39%. percent <laughs> well that, that seems appropriate, yes. Well-deserved. 
Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and you would so, think with that cast you just read off, I yeah. mean, hey, this sounds this sounds promising. You this know? is you're an like, all-star cast. Like, yeah, you're getting original, I, you're getting original about, actors here. I remember hearing about, like, oh, they're going to have a lot of, like, actors come back, some characters, like, legacy characters. I was excited about that, you know? Yeah, but, Anthony Michael Hall's, I guess. Like I said, I met him that, pre- that previous summer, and he was very excited about making the movie and all that, and he told me about, yeah, I'm really hyped hype for you guys to see it and i saw it and he was probably one of the worst characters in that movie he, he was probably still riding the high that he got to snag a role that was originally offered to paul rudd yeah yeah well and <laughs> oh. if i could be maybe a little charitable here too is you know a lot of times whenever a movie's it hasn't released yet like they're under some kind of it's generally not good PR for them to be bad mouthing a movie that they're going to be in. You right. know, it's kind of like the Game of Thrones cast when they were like season eight had just aired and everybody knew it was a shit show. And you can even tell where some of the actors, you know, they're like sitting there, you know, doing the fake smile. You have to, you have to hold your tongue a little bit. Like I don't know if it's, <laughs> when, it's not an NDA. It's like an unspoken NDA type thing. You know, when they're technically not lying by saying. Oh yeah, season eight. We uh, we we worked hard. Uh, there's there's high expectations. So yeah, you you can see it on HBO. It's yeah. like you can examine that sentence and be like, there's no lies. However, there's also no glare, no glowing enthusiasm. Right. So he could have very well. He may. I'm not saying he was a blind believer necessarily. He might have been. He might have. Maybe he gets a commission off ticket sales. Yeah, exactly. But I do think he, there's he a knew bit of, he was defrauding you for about twenty cents. But you know he needs yeah. that twenty cents. Well, he was a very exactly. nice guy. He loved the T-shirt that I took a picture with. It was a reference to one of the other Carpenter's films that had, had a list said "Chew Bubblegum Checklist Kick Ass." He looked at it because that is the coolest fucking T-shirt. I'm gonna have to take a picture with you. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Well, so that I've got a, pretty cool. I have a ton of trivia, so if you guys got trivia first, you just uh, let it go, and I'll uh, I'll just see whatever whatever's left. All right. Well, I will say that you know I was t- we talked about this earlier that Michael McDonald, who played Little John, is the only person to ever been killed by Michael Myers and Mike Myers in Austin Powers <laughs> International Man. <of> Nice. Dude. I, I kind of want, I kind of imagine if they did, they must have done like some outtake where he goes to stab Michael McDonald and then he just gets on the floor. No! Yeah. no! I don't want to get stabbed! Stop! I don't want it! Yeah. I don't want to! And he's like and he's like pushing him away with his foot while just, yeah, just exactly. scooching across the floor. Like I wish they had bloopers of this. I would if I ever met Michael McDonald, like, did y'all ever do a blooper of you being Stewart? And I would love to see that if y'all filmed that. <laughs> oh, Stuart! <laughs> what did Bobby say? Everyone else is everyone else is getting stabbed, Stuart. You gotta do it. <laughs> no, I don't wanna. <laughs> okay, so go go on. Um, this is also Jamie Lee Curtis uh, replaced her role always showed for a sixth time. In doing so, she has surpassed Donald Pleasance, who appeared in five movies. Which is the most appearances in the series? Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, let's see. Only Halloween film featuring the character of Laurie Strode, which she shares no scenes with Michael Myers. A scene was filmed where Michael answers a call by Laurie to her daughter Karen, but breathes deeply into the phone, but is not considered canon and only appears on the extended Blu-ray cut. Fuck. 
Yeah. Huh. Okay. And that was kind of a callback to the 1978 film when he kills when Michael Myers kills Linda, and then he picks up the phone and she's like, "Yeah, I've seen the scene. It was a pretty good scene." I was like, "Oh, okay." And then she's like, "I'm coming for you, Michael." Man, I, I it sucks they left that out because I actually that is a cool callback. Yeah. So if you watch the extended cut of Halloween Kills, they have that alternate ending on it. <laughs> It would be great if, like, she does that, and then he just looks, and then he holds his head away from the phone, and you just see a pause of, like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I- I'm sorry, you are? <sighs> right. Yeah, and then you find out it's just some guy who was just, you know, just came in from a long run, you know? And he's just, like, sitting there, <laughs> swigged a water bottle, and he's still breathing, like, <sighs> and she's like, Michael. You're like, no, dude, my name's, my name's Frank. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I'm Todd. Who the fuck? Yeah, yeah who are you? I'm Todd. Who's Michael? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so is that it for your uh, yeah your trivia? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. John. Oh, I, I I've got nothing, man. You can let it rip, Mike. I want to hear yours. Okay. So, in the intro, there are twelve pumpkins in the title, mm. one for each previous movie. Oh, yeah, that's neat. I okay. think I read about that. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah. So, Jamie Lee Curtis, Charles Cyphers, Kyle Richards, Nancy Stevens, and Nick Castle were all in the original Halloween and all returned for this sequel. The characters of Tommy Doyle and Lonnie Elam also returned, but were recast with Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Longstreet because Brian Andrews has retired from acting since 2015 and Brent LePage never acted again after the original Halloween. Oh, wow. Hmm. David Gordon Green uh, said that they attempted to find a yearbook photo of one of Michael Myers' victims from the 78 film, and he came across a yearbook photo of Bob Odenkirk and thought, oh, shit, that's John Michael Graham, ain't it? (laughs) (laughs) So Bob Odenkirk is is shown in this movie getting a credit but without any labor. So Hey, you know what? You can't find an actor's rights. You know, better call Saul, right? (laughs) 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 this actually sounds like a scheme he would do you know like you set it up and then you just have a picture like of him like yeah. a high school picture of him and then maybe like photoshop some glasses on him and it's like oh yeah see this is so and so back like you know like you're scamming somebody at their funeral showing pictures of his like Fucking high school yearbook. Oh, oh yeah, this is him, and it's you know, yeah. It's like, no, hey, I went. To, I went to school with your uncle. Here, see there. <laughs> see there, I am, and there he is. <laughs> exactly. No, it sounds. It, now I'm really thinking about it. It does sound like a Saul type of scheme, but yeah, definitely recommend it to you guys. And then anybody listening to this, watch Better Call Saul. Okay. <laughs> And uh, early in the movie, the station wagon stolen by Michael Myers from Dr. Loomis and Marion Chambers at the Smith Grove Sanitarium can be seen parked behind Young Hawkins and Pete McCabe during one of the flashback sequences. Oh, cool. And Ross Bacon, who played the uncredited mental patient named Tavoli in both Halloween and this film, passed away before the release of the sequel. Oh, Oh, damn. Uh, Universal received a largely negative reaction to releasing the film simultaneously in theaters and on its Peacock streaming service. This was Jason Blum's idea because he decided that due to the poor box office of uh, during the COVID pandemic of his film Freaky from 2020, the best option was to offer viewers the options 
of being able to see the film on either Peacock or in theaters. Hmm. I mean, okay. the lockdown was over in 2021, right? Yes. Yes. It, well, yeah, it, yeah, it was starting around that point. It was starting to loosen up a bit. Um, well, we still wore masks like when I went to the theater. We Yeah. They had reopened places, but yeah, there was still a lot of the mass restrictions. Like, yeah, that was, we were, it was still kind of early on. At that point, I wasn't going outside very much still. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine when you're in a theater, like, you know how they show like little uh, slides and stuff on the screen before the movie starts or the trailers? Yeah. You, you just have like a picture of Michael Myers and being like, he's got a mask. What's your excuse? Yeah. It's funny you said that. <laughs> I got a t shirt. Uh, my girlfriend got me. It said, uh, um, "Been social distancing, social dis- distancing since 1978." <laughs> that was a nice. Wearing a mask and social distancing. Yes, that's what right. it said. Where he's like hiding behind that's the fucking said. bushes. That's exactly. I've been wearing a mask and social distancing since 1978. <laughs> <laughs> and if you get too close, you die. Pretty much. So yeah. So, in the original uh, Halloween Inside the Myers House, Bracken and Loomis discover a dog in the living room that has recently been partially eaten. While referred to in the film, it is never shown. In this, however, you finally get to see the dog's carcass. I like that little callback. Their attention detail yeah. that was done really well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it shows that there was ingredients. Like, there was love for the original right. movie in here. And then that that love, even though it was sincere got applied in some odd ways and we'll get into that mm-hmm. but it you can say you can at least see it's evident that this movie really began with the absolute best of intentions right. and sincere adoration yes for for the franchise yeah. with all the attention to detail yeah yeah i think just like misdirected but definitely <laughs> the passions there yeah. uh, producer ryan freeman lobbied for a danielle harris cameo in the film but it was vetoed yeah, that sucks. I remember reading about that, I think, on the trivia for that previous movie. Yeah, because she was in 4 or 5, as well as uh, in Hall- in Zombies, Halloween, and Halloween 2. Yes. Yeah, it is a little so, unfortunate so she would have been able not- to come back, you know, because, like, those movies essentially got just erased, you know. Yeah, so it would have been nice if she was in a good Halloween. Right. Yeah, right. But, well, I mean... I mean, this, this would have continued her, her other streak, but... Uh, Paul Rudd was offered his uh, to reprise his Tommy Doyle character, but due to scheduling conflicts with Ghostbusters Afterlife, he had to decline. Smart choice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I'd like to see between Paul... Between the two films... Yeah. Yeah, between the two films, he chose the right fucking movie. That he did. Yeah. And uh, in the opening film, Laurie screams to the fire trucks, let it burn, as they head towards her house. This is based on a deleted scene from Halloween 4, where a flashback to the end of Halloween 2 shows Loomis pleading with paramedics to let him burn, after he blows up the operating room, only to be ignored. <laughs> I didn't know that was a scene from Halloween 4. Yeah, well, because it was a deleted, deleted scene. scene. I, I want to see this deleted scene. Didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. Let it play. And I'm, just <laughs> let sitting, it play. and I'm just sitting here chuckling about it. It's like, it's not even a funny scene, but it's funny to me, though. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Halloween 4. You know what? And the, I, I don't think it's as bad as everyone thinks. Dude, best, op- well, best opening scene well, ever. Well, 
the premise of Haddonfield citizens banding together and chase after Michael Myers mm. is similar to the vigilante mob from Halloween 4. Yeah, which There's that was... I, I feel like that wasn't as badly done in that movie as as it is in this one. You know, they I feel like they were trying to call back to it. But I think it's because there were just less people in that movie. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. You know, I think it worked a little bit better, but like it, it felt... That mob was just as fucking dumb. That's true. Oh, yeah, they were dumb, but like I felt like they were a more believable dumb mob as opposed to what we got in this, where it felt like they got infected by like the virus from 28 days later or some shit, you know? <laughs> like Now, Malik Akkad addressed and explained why it would have been distracting for Paul Rudd to reprise the role of Tommy Doyle. At a press event attended by Screen Rant, Akkad admitted it would have been wonderful had Rudd reprised the role in Halloween Kills, adding it would have warmed my heart and definitely there's some disappointment there. However, ultimately, Akkad felt Anthony Michael Hall fulfills his role in a way that's maybe less jarring for the narrative and won't take people out of it. He added, because Paul Rudd is so big for a lot of things like comedy or whatever, he's a fantastic actor. I think it turned out this way for a reason and we're so excited. Anthony Michael Hall does a knockout performance and it's going to be one of the fans' favorites. Akkad, you were definitely smoking something, some of that sweet grass. It's like I got nothing to say. This, that's all my words. I'm just laughing. Uh, and the phrase <laughs> evil dies tonight is said 29 times. Holy shit. And that's the exact amount of time that, that that's no Souls says totally in Halloween. That is not a coincidence. That cannot be a coincidence. Damn. That is not a coincidence. They Damn, did that this on movie purpose. is so meta. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn, I didn't realize. I mean, I knew they said it a lot, but I didn't realize they said it 29 times. Jesus. Well, Somebody it's also, thought it was worth counting. I guess because you can count the. Yeah. Well, because it's not all coming from one character, though. So I guess, yeah. you know. Obviously, the crowd, but like, how the fuck is the crowd all picking up this same unhinged catchphrase from? Uh, well, a it's queer... simple. It's just three words. It, yeah, it's right. manageable. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. So well, the object. Oh God, sorry. Uh, go ahead. Oh, um, oh no. All I was gonna say was, uh, well, it, that the the catchphrase alone just seems. A bit, it feels like a little weird how they picked it up so quickly, too. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I so, figured we could save that. So The the object used by Michael Myers to kill the firefighter is called a Halligan bar. Mm. And uh, if you thought this movie was bad, it could have been worse. Because someone else was almost included in the film, but luckily it was scrapped. Oh. And it was a man who once had us all in check. Busta fucking rhymes. Trick or treat, no. motherfucker. God. Well, considering how the rest of this movie is, I would have welcomed Busta Rhymes in it just because I'm like, okay, <laughs> this movie's on that level, so it's just, we need to go yeah. Fast and the Furious level of stupid to just make <laughs> anything enjoyable out of this. One, yeah. one more tire on the fire. <laughs> right, like, might as well, because this thing is already fucking burning. Might as well, let's see how high we can make the flames go. You know what I mean? Just just, just smell the rubber burning. Just take <laughs> in those fumes. Yeah, because I would have at least welcomed a cameo of that and, and a reprisal, just because, like, knowing how the rest of the movie is, I was like, well, at least it had that funny part when Busta Rhymes came came back because that's all i said about halloween resurrection and how garbage that movie is but 
hey, you know what? <laughs> the Busta Rhymes part is the worst and the best part of the movie all in one. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. I was like, I actually would have welcomed Busta Rhymes in this. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if they, if they wanted to jam more uh, morality lessons into the movie, you're just having Busta Rhymes repeat his whole, you know, reality television is one thing that's very entertaining and stuff, but we got we can't get lost in the reality. We ha- we have to realize these are people's lives. <laughs> yeah, we, you right? know, we, we have to temper our we have to temper our entertainment with some compassion. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> now, now the now here's the thing: if you really want to take down Michael Myers, you need to fucking you know roundhouse kick him to the fucking face. <laughs> and he like, has a little cabo like that, and he's like. You know, because they're like sitting there interviewing people, talking about the case, and he's like, oh, man, if I was with fucking Michael Myers, I'd tell him, trick or treat, motherfucker, <laughs> and roundhouse kick, you know what I mean? Like, that would have been a cool I, thing. I, that would have been- Want to roundhouse that motherfucker, spin his mask around his face, blind that, blind that bitch? <laughs> right. And then fucking shoot a Liu Kang fireball into his face, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> uh, fucking bicycle and, uh, kick. <laughs> The whole cast was enamored by the font used for the credits. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis asked what it was called, and David Gordon Green replied, it's called Halloween font. But, uh, you know, for reference, it's called, it's ITC Serif Gothic. Oh, cool. So it was not made for the movie. It already exists. It's pretty common. And uh, at 14 minutes into the movie, uh, the song that's being played is a coup de ville track. And they were band formed in the late 70s by John Carpenter, Nick Castle, and Tommy Lee Wallace. Mm. Nice. Because for some reason, those guys were in a band and didn't make it big. He's like, no, not that Tommy Lee, okay? No. (laughs) (laughs) And when Michael grabs the fireman's hand from the burned out basement after killing his colleague, it's a callback to one of the original horror monster sequels, Bride of Frankenstein, where... uh, you know, when the monster emerges from the uh, flooded windmill basement, he takes someone's hand and ends up, like, you know, tossing them into the fire. Oh, really? Huh. That's a nice callback. Yes, I forgot about that part, yeah. I know we watched it not too long ago, but, um, gosh, you know, just talk about a classic movie. I mean, even stuff now is still bringing callbacks to that, so. So... And a little bit of personal trivia. For the first uh, 10 minutes, I did not know that I clicked the wrong movie and I was watching Halloween Ends. Ah! (laughs) Until I saw the the flashbacks and I'm like, where the fuck are all these people? (laughs) Right. Like, wait, what? Did I watch the same movie? Like, what? Was this like a super extended cut of the first movie? Yeah, so the I'm watching like the first ten minutes, and I'm like, I don't know who this fucking kid is, but I hate his guts. And then like, about, and then five minutes later, like, oh, and I'm like, holy fuck, this movie's great. <laughs> and then I realized, oh shit, I gotta leave that. I gotta, I gotta rewrite the title for that note because <laughs> I'm watching the wrong movie. <laughs> you watch- I even send you a few pictures, going like, is did, did, are these all from deleted scenes that they just fucking forgot? <laughs> it's like this is like it's like if the movie Problem Child was like R-rated. Oh you my know? god! Yeah, <laughs> and it was like it had so many. <laughs> R-rated problem child. Or what if what if Home Alone ended reasonably? <laughs> yeah, the real Home Alone. 
Yeah, like, no within, within six oh. minutes, the wet bandits are now wet with Macaulay Culkin's blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I can't. Man, we're gonna have fun with that one. We'll, we'll, we'll save all that for for the third movie here. But uh, that is definitely inter- that's an inter- entertaining introduction. Yes. To uh, this movie, <laughs> this fucking movie. Yeah. So. I got to say for my first good for this movie, because you already know what my first good is for the next movie. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> my first good for this movie was uh, the kick-ass intro with a, because uh, it's not just the same song. They always add a little something different. Mm-hmm. The first one was like like an energetic, upbeat thing, like like a spirit is being restored to power after a long absence. And in this one, because of the uh, the mob, we see we hear a choir behind it, like like evil is joined by multiple people. There's like a, a multitude joining in the evil, and the chorus of pumpkins that we see on fire, signifying like I don't know carnage spreading among others. It, it's not just evil in one shape, one one jack o' lantern anymore. It's it's all over. The town is on fire, metaphorically speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. So right off the bat, I liked it. I I thought this is a pretty cool start. Yeah. Some great symbolism there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Plus, like Lori's like seeing the fire trucks coming, and they're like, "No, no, yeah. let it burn." Yeah. Right. So. That's my first good. Uh, Phil, what's your first good? I would have to say the first 20 minutes of the film, like when they, when uh, Cameron was walking, he was trying to call his buddy Oscar. Well, obviously, we know what happened to him. And then he finds Hawkins, who's still alive. And then Hawkins kind of just, I guess he goes back to the night, um, 1978. And then that, with that whole scene in 1978, it was just shot very well. The, like you said, the callback to the, you see the car that Michael drove. And then the Myers house and how how, how the, they actually the caught encounter him. the encounter yes and then Loomis yes I mean, and then Loomis, Loomis yes looks. I was just like oh my god like that that, that was a real guy I was like I, that wasn't CGI like, was this, I th- I thought like was this an outtake no was this an outtake from the original movie yes. that they just spliced in because fuck. So it I looks really so thought, damn like, good. Yeah, I, I thought I was looking at footage of Donald Pleasant. Yeah, no, apparently it it was shot digitally, but they they changed the film uh, filter, I believe, to make it look like uh, how it was shot in the seventies. So that's why it kind of looks yeah. like it. They made it look that way purposely. Yeah, but the yeah. filter was all over the fi- the film. The filter was on the film, but no, I thought like I was looking at a filter of Loomis. Yes, like 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 somebody like just spliced in deleted footage. Yes. Of him interacting with another actor who would have been the Hawkins character no, it was, in '78. Yeah. No, it was a real guy that they found. I think he was a production pr- production designer on the set, and he looked just like Loomis. And they just dressed him up. They they kind of I think they kind of put a little bit of prosthetic makeup to kind of make him look more like Loomis. And it was just like what he he had a different voice though because I guess he didn't sound like Loomis. No, it was a guy I think that voiced Loomis, but. I mean, they tried to make him as close to Pleasance as they sound like Pleasance, yeah. like they could. So, it, yeah. Except when he shows up and he's like, "Hawkins, Loomis, just I'm Loomis. I just got to talk yeah, to what? you." Right. <laughs> the shape is outside. I, I shot him six times. And they're like, "Oh fuck, we need to hire a voice actor." <laughs> like, oh shit, it sounds like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, I shot him six times. <laughs> 
I shot him six times. Hawkins killed again. I shot him in the heart. Hawkins, I thought Falco killed again. <laughs> I looked behind those eyes and all I saw was evil. Yeah, I saw the devil. Yeah, like we were saying earlier, that that tension to detail, that flashback with Michael killing the guy with the rope, had the rope when they mentioned that, like when Brackett met with Lori and Annie earlier that day. All the guy took was a Halloween mac, a mask, a rope, and a couple of knives. He's using the rope that he stole, and then, of course, the dog, the eaten dog that you don't see in the first film, but you see in this. Like I said, just that whole, that's probably my first good, is that whole flashback scene was done very, very well. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was actually, Something you didn't think could be done and they, was and done. It was, and it was all shot on a soundstage, nonetheless, which they made it look like an actual neighborhood. But yeah, that was my first good. John, what's your first good? Well, um, yeah, I enjoyed that sequence of the movie, no doubt. Um you know, I, I feel like the, you know, that that was obviously be my first good. I, I could say that I, as much as I enjoy the, um, you know, the beginning sequence of this, I was wishing this had actually just been lumped into the mm. first movie and then just not even have this sequel at all. You know, maybe just have it in here as a nice callback to the original. You know, it could give a little more context to Hawkins as a character. But, you know, it doesn't need to even exist in this movie. But it was a nice standalone thing. And not a bad way to, you know, intro the movie. Um, I, I guess it's not technically the first scene, but essentially it is what brings us into it. Because we have the brief sequence of, um, what's his name? Uh, Cooper? Uh, the boyfriend character? God. Cameron. Oh, I forgot. Cameron? His. Cameron. Guys, like, starting with a C. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when Cameron's whatever, you know. Um, yeah, whatever, you know, he's finding Hawkins right there. You know, that's a very short sequence. So uh, I think this is a cool way to intro it just because it is a callback to the original. So it's like something from the past. And, um, and, and you know, maybe uh, introducing a bit of, you know, I guess trying to create some depth to Hawkins' character, which is a whole different, that's a whole different matter on how well that's actually done. Um I don't know. I, I appreciate like the technical aspects that like Phil's talking about. Um, and well, yeah, I guess I, I guess I can't really say anything more on it. I guess it's just something, as I said, like you thought it couldn't be done, but they pulled it off. Yeah. They managed to have some callback scene that wasn't heavily reliant on CGI or anything. Uh, just good old fashioned, uh, you know, film work and cinematography you know it's nice to see that some movies still use practical effects and they still work yeah you didn't have to use yeah it was exactly it was it was it wasn't using you know it was just yeah practical effects and just attention to detail um you know to make a uh very believable callback and even filming it in that similar style um I you know I could see like they were trying to get some of the same sort of camera shots with the the camera angles on how like they framed Michael standing at the window and how they framed some of the hallway shots like the corridor I guess that's leading from the stairs up there between the two bedrooms um, just a lot of subtle things like that um, but I don't know anyways that that'd be my first good though just that that whole first sequence I'm all in agreement it's it's a good way to. Uh, introduce the events of the film 
What's Liza's first good? Uh, well, she she could definitely detect when somebody's knocking at the back door and then trying to move to the front door. Yep. <laughs> I still think it's funny. His dog's name's Eliza. My girlfriend's name is Liza. Yeah. And I called my dog Liza for short. Yeah. So. I, I think the dog was just saying, like, no, no, I don't have goods. I'm saying that half-eaten dog is my bad. <laughs> oh, right. Either that or they're just like, oh, yeah, fuck that breed. Yeah, she's mad about the... Still mad about the German Shepherd in the, the original 1978 version, you know? They killed uh, Lester, yeah. Yep. Hi, Lester. <laughs> Lester so, barking again. Getting on my <laughs> nerves more. again. Never mind. He just found a hot date. <laughs> <laughs> getting back to feels good. Two great things within the, the first 20 minutes, like the, the fire department massacre. <laughs> Showing, like, how the fuck does he get out of a fire? Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going to fucking ruin some fireman's day. A, help, yeah. a helping hand, okay? You know? <laughs> I think what got me was the, let's spray him with a water hose. <laughs> what is that going to do? What is that going to do to the guy? Let's put the fire out on him. Sure. This is one of those things that's going to be in two different scenes because we're going to talk about the fire department later. Yes, but yes. I did think there was some nice cinematography mm-hmm. in this. Yes, yes. Like them oh, reaching yeah. through the fire, uh, him coming out from be- like the fact that he kept himself safe by hiding in the shutters for the uh, for the rifles. Yes. You know, so he must have been baking in that thing, but still like, saving himself from direct burns. Right. And then, uh, you know, the fireman whose face is all like fogged up from the, you know, the, the, the condensation because of the different temperatures. Yeah. Inside the mask, outside the mask. So right. he doesn't see who he's reaching out to. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then like only too late when he gets close does he realize what the fuck happened. And then like the fire department where he's standing and you see like the, the one guy looking at him and you see Myers reflected in the mask of the mm-hmm. fire department guy. Yes. It, oh yeah, and then like when one guy gets impaled, and you see him just like that's the silhouettes against the fire. Mm-hmm. So there were some great shots in there, and uh, you know it, it's not going to escape criticism because we're going to talk about it later. <laughs> but I, there there was some good in that scene. Yes, and I think it should be fairly acknowledged before yeah. we before I we agree. talk about the the yeah. well deserved. No, there's a lot of stuff like that. There's a yeah. lot of stuff like that in this movie. There's a lot of great little moments. Great photo I think it's like great photography. It's right. like, it's like a lot of great individual shots and stuff. It's a beautiful whipped cream fudge <clears throat> drizzle and cherry on top of a turd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well put. I would agree. So th- there's some great dressing, but in the end, it still stinks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, another part of the thing that... Eliza, <laughs> <laughs> are you chiming in there? You agree? Well, you don't bury your turds? What do you, you, put, you put whipped cream on them? What the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> you humans are fucked up. She just eats them you, plain. All right. You guys... <laughs> You got some weird friends, John. I mean, why yeah. would you put chocolate on a turd? That would be that would make it unhealthy. It would kill you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. That's not good for the doggy diet. Nope. <laughs> yeah, she's just gonna stick to her her uh, her keto diet of cat turds. <laughs> Cato uh, diet. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into the the disgusting nature. This dog eats my cat's turds. Yes. So. Anywho, dogs. yeah. Yes. Oh, I've seen it. Like I remember, like seeing uh, going to the uh, to the animal shelter 
which I would go to because we didn't have uh, like the budget for pets. So if I wanted to spend time with animals, I would just go to the animal shelter, which was like literally less than half a block away from me. And I would just go visit the animals just to, you know, spend some time with fluffy little critters. And I would see them, like, pooping on their little caged uh, floors. And some would just, like, like, one was pooping and another one just walked right up to it. And I'm just like, man, you you, you take that right from the tap, don't you? <laughs> so getting back to the movie, getting back to a different turd. This movie, uh, part of the goods, I did, like, in the first 20 minutes, also uh, Karen... Uh, looking at her ring while washing the blood off of her hands, n- knowing that she'll never get another chance to get the peanut butter off that penis. <laughs> oh, I yeah. thought peanut butter yeah, on my penis. Oh, my penis. Yeah. Like we, we, we don't need to hear your frisky things in front of your daughter. Okay. You can just keep that shit in the bedroom. Like you usually do. Yeah, right. But now she's looking at it and being like, no, I'll never, I'll, I'll never get it again. Nope. So, uh, I mean, another good, I mean, I'm just catching up to you. Uh, Lenny Clark, he dropped some serious weight. Good for him. And then he got dropped. Not so good for him. No. But it was just uh, great to see Lenny Clark in a movie. Yeah, and, but... uh, man, that, that guy fucking, <laughs> oh boy, he, he, he got his fucking shit wrecked. Which one was Lenny Clark? Uh, the first old, the first guy to get uh, killed that wasn't a fireman, the old man. Oh, the, uh, yeah. Sandra's husband. He goes, ah, there's yeah. a butt. Ah! Yeah, dude, that poor guy. I felt bad for him. I, was, I actually liked that couple. I was like, oh, and then he, I actually laughed at the theater. I was like, oh god, there's a man, there's a crazy person in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I thought it looked familiar. Like, I, I'm not like he was. Yeah, because he lost weight. He was yeah. in Rescue Me. Yeah, okay, I was looking at here. He's known for his thick Boston accent as the role of Uncle Teddy. Yeah, I never watched Rescue Me. Great show. I've heard it's a great show with Dennis Leary. Yeah. It's a great show, but you have to make peace with the fact that you will see Dennis Leary making an (laughs) (laughs) O-face. And and it's more than once. Oh, wow. So if you can make peace with that, it's an entertaining entertaining series. I'll I'll make peace with that. (laughs) Right. So that's uh, I think I've snuck in enough goods. Now now we're catching up to like the uh, the next part of the movie with uh you know very and uh, the goods are going to be fewer and farther between now. Yeah. So it, it, like some of them are so good I may have to like lump them in together. But uh Phil, what's your next good? Um I'll say some of the kills are very gnarly, very silly. Like for example, the whole car scene with when with Marion Chambers and the, the doctor and the nurse. And it's just like, some of them were just absolutely ridiculous. Like when she's shooting him with that little, what it looked like a desert eagle and he just kicks the door. <laughs> she shoots herself. I'm like, what? Oh, like I a, got some fucking questions about that. But That was like we'll, some we'll Three Stooges type shit. Yeah, it was very sure. ridiculous. It was really silly. I, I mean, I chuckled. That's, that's how I was just like, okay, that's funny. And then of course the, with the one with, um, Evil uh, dies tonight, you ignoranimous. <laughs> God, no. no, um, I liked how he, um, when he killed Lenny Clark, Lenny Clark, right? 
Oh yeah, it. like just like jabbing him through, like yeah, just dragging. Yeah, he right through him. the window and then down the window. And then like <laughs> he drags glass his glass pops out of his throat. Ugh. Yeah, and he drags his body into the kitchen and stabs with each knife, like testing knife. I don't like this knife. I'm gonna try this one. Nah, not sharp enough. Uh, not sharp enough. Oh, perfect. This is the one. And it's then like, he just walks right like he off. Was tr- it's like he was trying to make like a happy face on his back with the knives. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And right. then you just have a knife day. And then you just see his wife just sitting there watching her husband getting stabbed. Yeah, like, she's fucking useless. Yeah, she was just we'll like, get, God, we'll get right? to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that part. Like, yeah, again, like otherwise, like had some great moments in it, but all the stuff leading up to it really broke it for me so then yeah it, yeah, it kind of what killed what otherwise would be a great kill but then like oh but dude this person had like every chance to get away and then they just just choose to not you know yeah that, um, yeah i mean and i'd say the big john little john one was really good and and then just how michael you know propped set up his like his display his kill display how he did it with the kid, like he had the mask yeah. and all the all the people and the playground, and then how he set up Big John, Little John to set up how their 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 little he, family portrait is. Yeah, I, I like to, clearly he has a romantic side. He put on that he fucking does. Anne Murray. He put on an Anne Murray record and everything. Oh, I know. Like, oh, how cute! <laughs> I know how sweet. <laughs> Together forever. Yeah. Right. He does. He does care about family. Okay. You know. Yep. <laughs> he does family. <laughs> family uh, is everything <laughs> wait where's Vin Diesel right <laughs> <laughs> nothing beats family <laughs> uh, I mean I, I I truly did love the Johns they were like yeah. a beautiful couple yeah I loved uh, them <laughs> but especially when a, when a burglar comes in like the one good thing I liked about that after uh, they realized someone's in the house, Big John, Little Knife, Little John, Big Knife. Yes. <laughs> I didn't it. even quite think about that. He takes that, all his rings off it. and he's just, Little Knife. And then he's right. like, I got my knife. He goes, I got my knife. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, this is great. Yeah. Then he took off the fucking rings. Yes. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, here I go. Let's go. <laughs> At first, I thought it was like he was going to get a big gun out. And then I was just like, get the little knife. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, right. This, you got me, David Gordon Green. I really thought taking off the knives, he was going to put on like brass knuckles. Yes, right. there was something like that. Yeah, like there's a reason he's he's stripping down his fingers. Yeah. Right. So I would like to see him do that, and then like take a hit of his joint. And yeah, then, like and uh, All right, let's go. He's like got this knife, and he like takes a hit of the joint, and then he's like, okay, let's go. You know, or, like, got to get a fix, quick fix, you know. He puts down the rings, then he takes up, then he takes up the boxing tape, starts wrapping up his fingers, and he's just like, I swore never again to use these in anger. Yeah. Then he walks by a picture of him standing over a, a dead man in the ring, just a shocked look on his face, and a, and a newspaper headline, like, for, like, gay boxer accidentally kills opponent in ring oh, right <laughs> uh, all right that's it for my so, my good well that's um, it <laughs> well at least for for my second one yeah oh okay um, uh, john what's yours well uh I, you know it's very similar i think this does have a lot of some it does have some cool kills in it like i i like that the body count is high in this um mm-hmm. i'm all for that um, and, and there are some, they, they're creative with some of them. And, and I was just thinking about one of them, which again, it's a lot of the setup over it 
we'll we'll talk about it when we get to the next section. But I do appreciate the callback uh, was with uh, Lonnie Lamb's death, where he's like stuffed up there in the attic door. Uh, you know, it's a callback to uh, Halloween, uh, the Curse of Michael Myers. You know, with uh, God, who was it? What character was it? Who was like? Oh yeah, I think that was when it was the Strode mother. Um, yeah, where how she was like stuck up there, uh, up in the attic. I think that was where her body was found. Oh uh, yeah, you don't remember that? Yeah, it's been a while. I need to rewatch. I, I plan on it's rewatching a, all the Halloweens for Halloween. Yeah, I can't that because oh yeah, because that was that thing you were, you had that inside joke with that friend of yours where they were like, uh, she was like calling like. Like it was her daughter calling out to her, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm just up here hanging here without a head." <laughs> I'm here without a head. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a subtle callback because not a lot of people have seen Curse of Michael Myers, um, and it's definitely one of the shittier uh, entries in the series. <laughs> but I I now thought about that, and I think that's a callback to that with Lonnie Lamb's death because yeah, he's stuffed up there in a very similar way so yeah there's some there's some good kills like that um you know to try to condense it down um i'll uh i'll maybe make a note another notable one was just the whole uh the setup there with this is another example okay like where they aren't afraid to kill a kid as long as the kid is probably at least 12 or 13 yeah and and a prick yeah and a prick well in the last one the kid wasn't a mean but you know he he well he shot an unarmed doctor who begged him not to shoot him and he walked around (laughs) a bunch of mentally unstable people with a gun (laughs) okay okay all right fair point fair point it had some cool shots where uh, you know michael's walking up and then you see the kid's head with the mask there so i like it's that's a cool callback to where how you you saw a lot of focus on that kid's mask earlier you know and then now you see it again with his as his severed head and then i like it how again he used it as like a prop to goad the other people in the car to you know freak him out and shit you know yeah i, I like that he was kind of being a troll <laughs> um he lived a troll life, died the troll life. Yeah, so I, I don't know, just a lot of a lot of cool creative kills. Yeah, um, Skullboy. Yes. He's got Dennis's mask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look uh, at him, he's I, playing oh, peekaboo. Dude, oh yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I, I love that little part too. So I'll love that in there. Maybe that's another good I'll just tack on. Um but yeah, Hall- I like Halloween three kids. That that was my next. That was one of my next goods. Yes, right. Halloween three kids. Yes. Oh yeah, because that's right. Yeah, it was one of the. Yeah, it's one of the fucking masks. The, uh, the silver. Shamrock yeah, one of the mask. silver shemrock masks. Yes, yeah, that it was all true. of them because yeah. they they ran away without their masks, which was the pumpkin and the uh, and the witch. Yes. Oh, they the also skeleton. The, kid. Uh, yeah. the skeleton kid was all covered in blood. That was Dennis the menace. Yes. yes. <laughs> the one who stole the candy from the Johns. Yeah. Right. Yes. And paid for it with his life as he should have. Yeah, I feel like this movie and then the next movie has this has a disdain for those movies. Like has a disdain yeah. for Dennis the Menace and Problem Child, you know? <laughs> it's well, it's like funny that kids. Yeah, it's they funny. Love, they love kids dying in these movies. It's <laughs> funny that he uh that he stole the candy he goes, he, uh, Big John Little John's like, You know whose house this was? This is my And, and they him. stuck they stuck around. It's like we just robbed a guy. Let's just go around so he can tell us a story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bitch, you don't know how to do crimes, do you? 
No. <laughs> right. When you steal the shit, you run. Yeah, yeah right. You don't brag the biggest thinking, was... oh, I'm bulletproof. He ain't going to yeah, touch right. me. I'm a fucking kid. You know, everyone gets caused because they return to the scene of the crime, you know? <laughs> hey, tell me a story. <laughs> yeah, tell me a story about this, please. <laughs> yeah, can you give me a better history on the place I just robbed? <laughs> I'm a young mind filled with curiosity. Yeah, because that's how Ooh. it works. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, my next good, mini goods, uh, the Halloween three kids are back. Uh, Trump penguin is back. Yes. (laughs) And he actually matters a bit. Well, and, and you could say that penguin flies. Well, or we found out. (laughs) Penguins don't fly. Yeah. (laughs) Insensitive, I know, but it's like, yeah, it's a scene that's supposed to be like really harrowing, but I just find it like comical, honestly. (laughs) They try to make it that way, but uh, you could say it falls flat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Falls. Yeah, right. So I'm just going to say my next big good is Laurie and Frank just chatting in the hospital like old friends with a, with a noticeable spark between them. Yeah. Yeah. You get to see two souls who were both traumatized by Michael Myers in different ways finding some common ground and showing that, uh, you know, they, they do have a bit more in common than just, you know, the worst days of their lives that, you know, they've had interactions with, with each other over time. And, you know, there's a history and they, they, they get along. You, you kind yeah. of think like, yeah, they, they got something here. Yeah. Sure. It's like, yeah, I killed my partner and I was protected by the blue shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to get into that one. I love you, Lori. <laughs> yeah, the thin blue line protected me. Yeah, right. Oh. Uh, you know, ac- accidents happen, but hey, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a bad apple or anything. You know, yeah, back right? in my day, man, cops, back in the good old days, man, cops used to not tattle on other cops, all right? It's a yeah, vow yeah. of silence, right? You know, you know, if the, if you're at a police function and, like, one of the uh, one of the cops' wives is nursing a shiner, she did walk into a door. <laughs> <laughs> and, if one, and if someone's partner disappeared, they were on administrative leave. They didn't ask any questions. Right. <laughs> you just accepted it. No questions asked. And if a person transfers out of town, it's only because they moved. <laughs> yeah. <only. laughs> yeah. Right. Has nothing to do with the press. <laughs> so that's all my guts. I do have a uh, 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 an in-between called what would have been a good, but I'll, I'll save that for my next. It's the yeah. first time um, I've got it here, and if this wow. pops up in the next movie, it might become a fourth category. Wow. Wow. Damn. So this movie really was groundbreaking. <laughs> just like the penguin. <laughs> I'm still yeah, I'm still on penguin puns here. <laughs> penguin puns. That that's a nice uh rolls off the tongue nice. Yeah. I call him Trumpquin. <laughs> Trumpquin. <laughs> I mean it's it, you could have had any guy that looked like Oswald Cobblepot from Batman Returns, but why did he have to have the Trumpy face? I don't know. <laughs> I, I guarantee that that looks like if, if Trump goes to prison, this is what he's going to look like five years from now when he doesn't have his his makeup team, his tanning bed. <laughs> yeah, he this is like, what he's going to look like, right? Holy shit! Yeah, like, dude, yeah, like when somebody's like been locked up for like a decade, like, yeah. 
Yeah, this is him like when people have forgotten about him and they're just like, oh yeah, that's the guy that uh, launched an insurrection and a whole bunch of shit. And he's got like the stringy hair. And- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, he looks like Mr. Is Torvo. That, is, that, is that like mange on his head? There's like a patch of his hair missing, like, but it's in one area. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Phil, what's your next good? Um, trying to think. Next good, um, yeah, I think the, like you said, I think it was the same with you, the Frank and Lori scene. I thought it was a nice touch with those two, and to kind of see that she's, even though she's lived with this guilt, she still has some kind of good in her life, which was Frank. And same with him, I think with him living with that, that same kind of drama, he, they kind of bonded on that as well, so. Yeah, I think that's really my last good I have for the movie. Fair. The rest I yeah. think is going to be a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, John, any more goods? Hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah. No. I, yeah, I don't really. No. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> no. No. I can't. Like. I, you know, I, I guess there's some stuff that, yeah, would have been a good, because I, I want to say I was excited about them bringing back a lot of legacy characters, but none of that was yeah. done well, so. Um, no, I think I'm out of goods. Yeah. Yeah. We're done. I think if I had to add one more little good, it's a big John, little John. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with you, I, and I agree with you guys good, so I didn't want to just kind of slap on the same right. point. Yeah. But with, yeah, I would say I do enjoy Big John, Little John. I remember after I first saw the movie, too, I remember we were saying the same thing. I was like, yeah, most of this movie sucked, but though They were the highlights of that movie. Yeah, their little bit in the movie was good, and then the flashback scenes, like, there there are some moments, and I think I, I've mainly pointed them out, and, you know, obviously for sake of time, I don't want to go into every single thing, but right. some cool, occasionally some cool kills... Um, and yeah, yeah, some cool kills and occasional cool scenes that, you know, that would have been okay as a five minute skit on YouTube disconnected from everything else that this movie is. (laughs) So now my, my little mini category, what would have been a good, I guess also missed opportunities could be another one. If, uh, the mob actually used social media to coordinate their movements. Because one, there'd be a lot less capacity for fuck-ups if these people just, you know, worked with each other. Like, yeah. we're going we're gonna to scour the neighborhood and the, in these grids, clear these homes, and even secure, like, some guards. Like, three guards in front and behind to make sure no one can sneak into these homes. Make sure they're clear. And, you know, clear the neighborhoods bit by bit. You just use social media, message each other, and then find out some of them are being led into traps because Michael Myers took one of their phones and even their thumb to unlock the screen. Oh, yeah. So he could pose as them. Right. That would have been and a that's great a, opportunity. Yeah, and that would have been a great way to kind of put a bit more a modern spin <laughs> yes. on Michael Myers because it does seem like there's a lot of ways Michael Myers' strategy needs to evolve because now we have more ways of keeping in contact. So his methods have to evolve, yeah. you know? If you, Yeah. It's almost as if 40 fucking years have gone by since 1978. Yes. 
that would have been fucking great. Yeah, you know, it, it is funny because there's not one use of, like, social media at all through this whole movie. Cameron uses his phone once. Like a phone. I mean, for fuck's sakes, he's not even texting his friend. He's using his phone as a phone. How fucking old are the directors in this? Right. Yeah. They'll have some stereotypical, like, tech hipster nerd guy come in here who's like, oh, I got this. I run the Hattonfield Reddit, and uh, and we've been talking about it, and we think these pictures, uh, they don't, we don't think this is Michael Myers. Everybody's chasing this, you know, like, oh, man, the whole mob mentality thing would have would not have even happened. It's true, yeah. Oh man, yeah. but yes. So, before I, before I, but you know, honestly, yeah, that that would have been like cool. And then you could still have that scene too, where somebody picks up their phone and like, "Hello, who is this?" Or no, they think. Well, obviously, he's, he's texting. He's texting dots. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, you could you could have told you could totally do like something like. Imagine Michael Myers like sending selfies, you know, <laughs> <laughs> him with his next bo- dead body, like, hmm. yeah. yeah, right, <laughs> like a fucking Michael Myers with like a fucking Snapchat filter over him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's got pup- he's got like a puppy dog eyes and the tongue hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh my god. So we'd be like, oh my god, so, like, they think, like, it's their friend who got their phone, and then it's, like, wearing the mask, and it's, like, playing a prank on him, like, oh, how cute, who is, you know, and then they start seeing, pic- then then he starts sending pictures of, him, like, her dead boyfriend and stuff after he, yeah, so, like, that would actually, I, that, I could almost see that playing out, you know, it'd be kind of funny at first, where it'd be him sending selfies, and then even have some filters on there, like, oh. Like it's so funny, like, like Michael Myers' face with like, I don't know, like cat eyelashes and shit. <laughs> he does have the mask off, but he's always got like the clown filter or like a oh, like a dazzling firework or an anime girl face on him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and then then you could show pictures of the grizzly murder just so you could try to reset the tone, <laughs> even though. Yeah, just so they realize, oh no, it's not their friend fucking with them. Their friend is long dead. Yeah, it have to be real. You'd have to have that stark contrast just so that you can try to at least take. Well, this. the beginning, I get the beginning again would be people getting messages to coordinate with each other and only finding out like for the last ten minutes the messages they've been getting are from Michael. Yeah, exactly. Because they find out like their friend is dead, but their body is cold, so it couldn't have been them. Right, yeah. In and they re- they check their pockets and realize, like, the phone is missing. And then they keep getting messages from the dead person, and they realize what's up. <laughs> oh, dude. That's, that <laughs> of course, actually... being so old, you know that, you know, like, the first ten pictures would just be, like, some really close-up, fuzzy, out-of-focus p- photos of him not even realizing he turned on the camera? <laughs> yeah, like, fucking... <laughs> it would be, like, old man photos. <laughs> it's just, like, a close-up of, like, three inches of his cheek. What, what the right. fuck is this? Well, yeah. honestly, that sounds like a great writing prompt. Like, this sounds like a great premise for a totally different movie if it doesn't involve Michael Myers. Because, yeah, I think that the whole boomer technology... Um, the the boomer technology, I, I guess you could say. Well, he catch he catches up. <laughs> I mean, you saw how quickly he learned how to drive. Yeah, true, true. He does adapt because evil finds a way, right? Yeah, <laughs> evil yeah. Uh, finds a, a way. Yeah, <laughs> evil finds a way. Evil doesn't die, you know. Evil finds <laughs> a way. 
It adapts. Uh, it survives. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you you kept talking about <laughs> whether or not you could, but you never even, um, you know, uh, asked whether you should. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, so you guys dig up dinosaurs. <laughs> so, oh. so uh, Phil, what's your first bad? Oh man, where do I start? I think just the. I mean, just some of the some of the sto- side stories they try to add in, like an example of the, the guy with the bar. Oh, I've had this bar for fifty plus years. Okay, what's the significance to the story? It's never ever mentioned again. It's just thrown in there for like, okay, cool. Why is that there? Because uh, you need a story behind the bat for some fucking reason. Because you can't I, just grab a baseball bat and just say, oh, well, and, I'm gonna use this bat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack his skull with this bat. I just right. And then uh, I mean, and then with the characters, the the, the three main, you know, characters, you got Tommy Doyle, Lindsay, and Lonnie, which, okay, that makes sense if they're friends because they lived in the same small town. But why is Marion Chambers there? She's just Dr. Loomis's nurse. She never lived in that town. But all of a sudden, oh, we're all here because of the drama uh, that happened 40 years ago. What, do you not go to therapy, therapy or something? I mean, you just go to the same bar and just talk about your grief. Oh, <sighs> 40 years ago, we... And I can imagine people sitting in the bar like, oh, God, this fucker again talking about the stupid shit that happened 40 years ago. I'd be that guy. In the, yeah, I'd be that guy in the bar. Like, One of my patients terrorized a town. I guess I might as well move in there and get to know the locals for yeah. like 40 years. Yeah, no shit. Right. I'd be the guy in the bar like, who cares? We've heard this shit story for 40 years. It's like, God. I mean, there, there is a handsome young black guy that works the bar. As long as he stops talking about that bat, which I'm sure he will eventually, I'm sure he'd make a great person to talk to. I'm sure he'd make yeah. a great friend. Yeah, You're absolutely. Right. 40 years later. <laughs> 40 years later. Oh, my, 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 my grandpa be over the bar 50 years ago. That Lord throw. <laughs> my daddy was a prize fighter. He got hit in the head so far, gave me dementia. <laughs> <laughs> I can never unsee that now. <laughs> yeah. I used to be real pretty, but not no more. Not no more. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I mean, he's fucking Swifty from the Venture Brothers. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have big muscles. I get in the ring. I do rope-a-dope. <laughs> now I'm, ah, I'm so, so everything hurt. Man, it's been a long time since I've seen that show. Uh, I've recently started watching it with a friend, so we're up to a season two again. So we, so we, so we got to meet Swifty. No, oh, that's awesome. Awesome. So, uh, John, what's your first bad? Oh man. Um, well, you know, okay. In that first opening flashback scene, the part that I mostly like about the movie, um, God, man, Hawkins in. You know, incompetence and just with a gun. I mean, like, how's this guy? How did this guy pass police academy? I mean, like, fucking worst and laziest shot ever. I mean, oh my I'm not god, really yeah. talking about the accidental shot on his partner and stuff. Um, because okay, I, I could say if you're already taking a shot like that, which is already a bad idea, that's bound to happen. I mean, you got to be a pretty good shot to, you know, accurately. Hit somebody you have to be a you have to be a great shot to hit that, a slowly walking target. Yeah, that is well, no, not when he's missing him. <laughs> not I'm talking about when he's actually sitting there and like when he like shooting the partner on accident. That's one thing, 
but it's when he's getting away after his partner's dead and Michael is walking away. Yes, he misses him. And then, okay, he's running down. He's not running down the stairs. He's walking. And instead of like maybe going and standing. Aim Yeah, yeah, exactly what I'm talking about. Stand at the top of the stairs, (laughs) like shoot center mass, you know, like you got it lined up perfectly in a narrow, tight space. He's not running away. But no, he just kind of put he, he like sticks his head over the balcony and then just kind of fires four shots and i was like he's got maybe two more bullets left um yeah since when does a policeman have a problem with shooting an unarmed suspect in the back yeah <laughs> exactly well i consider the situation i think he would have been fine and just shooting this guy i don't think anyone was gonna object to him anyways and yeah, I mean, and then he does that, and then, okay, then he just completely ignores Michael and then goes back to checking on his partner. I mean, just straight up let him run away right there. It it, it was frustrating me already. And then, yeah. um, and of course, that leads into the fact that, you know, he didn't kill Michael that day, and then he feels guilty about it. So, yeah, yeah that that's just more... That just puts more even salt in the wounds. But even before that, it was frustrating me how that scene played out. Um, and yeah, it was already a bad idea to take that shot, you know, anyways, on the uh, on the partner. I guess, you know, it's not an easy decision to make under the circumstances, but it's understandable that you would miss it and hit that person. So that's why it's a bad idea to do it anyways, because that that's not a... I don't know. You can't expect to reliably hit that shot. Maybe if you're like the best marksman in the world, perhaps, but right. Uh, but I don't know. Everything else after that, it just feels very. Yeah, it's hard to like. It it feels hard to like really justify somebody like when they're moving that slow, and you know you've got them right there like lined up. You've got the bumpers on the bowling alley, you know. <laughs> And yeah, you, you totally squandered the opportunity. Yeah. So to piggyback off yours, I'm going to say Hawkins, you are a shit shot. <laughs> yes. Oh this God. Pa- yep. Th- this pair of cops cannot coordinate to save Frank's life. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then my second bad man, this fire department really can't coordinate to save their lives. <laughs> <laughs> no, no they not can't. at all it's like really can- just it- rush the prick everyone's trying to 1v1 this guy this isn't fucking dragon ball okay <laughs> right. you cannot solo michael myers he's a mob raid boss you have to go in <laughs> with everyone on point you have yeah, to have right. your tank go in there and then your rogue or whatever however you yeah. do it your tank goes in draws aggro and then you got your long range archers in the back yes your healer yeah, and right. you have your healers just in case and you ha- and that's when the rogue gets up behind him and does a sneak attack on the midsection yes <laughs> whether it's with the, right. the little buzzsaw they use or the fire axe <laughs> right <laughs> Oh yeah, that God. grabs his attention as he's slowly trying to grab it and turn it on the guy that's when you just like you know Fucking perforate his rib cage with the with the with that halligan bar or whatever it's called. Yeah. Right. Well, it felt weird. Like they seemed a little confused about why they're even why they're even there. Because I'm like, okay, that that Michael comes out and they're like, well, do we need to put him out or wait, hold on, we gotta we gotta. Okay, I guess we're brawling, boys. So well, let's I get all our brawler they, weapons out. They heard like, screaming and realized someone something happened to their guys. One guy comes out and he's not like. Well, I think he's hold, he's holding the bar that was uh, 
Maybe oh, yeah, that, one of I theirs. Guess, yeah. And they realize they're holding one of their fireman's tools. So they already put it together. He killed our boy. But nobody thought, let's rush this guy because there's like nine of us left. No, they just thought, okay, I'm going to spray him. And if that doesn't work after he's killed me, <laughs> you can try to cut him up with the chains. We can try to All cut him up with the buzz saw. Right. But only everybody waits because we don't want to be stepping on each other's toes here. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Yeah. What's the first thing we learned at a station? If we're dealing with a hostile force, we deal with them one at a time. Yeah, and doesn't it seem a little weird that – now, I, I could be off on this too, but doesn't it seem a little funny? Like, I'm surprised that there were – like cops weren't already there. I mean, okay, you had the two cops that were – they found yeah. dead. But I'm like, God, this fucking terrible sheriff in this town – yeah, like, the cops not join the fire department the, to like yeah, you know, secure it's a crazy that the, yeah, it's crazy that the yeah, it's crazy that witnesses. It's crazy that it was like only the fire department was there, but I guess that happens though too. That I'm not saying that's implausible for like you know right, fire yeah. department to be the first ones on the scene. But do you but, think other would show up like but damn it? Yeah, I, it felt like the cops were way far behind. Man, they had already showed up well in the aftermath. You know, he had already. Butchered everybody and was already long gone by then, you know? I'm just a little surprised, like, the cops weren't already there, considering two of their men were already killed and weren't checking in, you know? Like, right. they, they surely had been patching in on the radio. They're like, hey, Unit 95 hasn't been checking in for the last hour. Maybe we should go check this out. That whole lo lot while they're out there, like, running for Michael. It's like, they should have already been realizing something was up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. That whole setup is a bit weird. Yeah. Phil, what's yeah. your next bet? All right, to piggyback off what you just said, the whole fucking mob scene when they team up, I'm like, oh my god, I just cringed at this part. When the Bob finally gets to Mike on the, and everybody's like taking turns. Once again, not coordinating. You think you, after learning what happened to the fire department, let's all just gang up on him. Everybody's like, nope, my turn, guys. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to hit him with my 2 by 4 Okay, my turn. Let me hit him with my little iron. Okay, oh, I'm going to shoot him with a gun. Oh, I got hit down. All right, I'm going to shoot him. Focus it's, fire, guys. Focus, focus fire. fire. It's focus fire. Right? <laughs> it's, 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 called fo it's called focus fire, right? You I'm watching this in the theater yeah. with my girlfriend. We're both looking at each other like, oh, my God, this is the stupidest shit ever. Like, like, how could you think this was good, like, filming this? Like, why? Like, it's Yeah, it's supposed to be mob justice, not one-on-one -on -one justice. No. And I've seen movie pe I've seen people online like, oh, this scene was so awesome. I'm like, I don't know what scene you saw, but that's no, that was terrible. Why? Why? Because there was slow motion involved. I bet yeah. you're a fucking Zack Snyder fanboy, aren't you? Yeah, right. <laughs> don't worry, I like some Zack Snyder movies, but my God, like, come on, that you cannot. Think I enjoy Zack some Zack Snyder yes, movies. Yes, I, I do. I, I like 300. I like Sin. Did he do Sin City? Yeah. Mm -mm. No, I, I thought someone, a different director did that one. Yeah, but Frank, Frank Miller. Miller Frank Miller wrote. Miller wrote yeah, Frank Miller directed. wrote. Directed. Yeah. God damn it! Think he. That's it. I'm I'm looking that shit up. Oh, God, right. Yeah, that the Sin City movie. I can't remember who directed that. Was it Robert? Rodriguez? It was directed by Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller. That's who it was. Okay. Robert. All right. Nice. But yes, that was my second bad. It was just the whole Bob scene with Tommy and them, and then, and you think after you know when Karen stabs him, you're teleporting. You're just, teleporting to the fucking end there. <laughs> I, well, it's just like I just wanted to piggyback off that that scene. It's just like God, it was oh, just yeah. so bad. They stabbed him at the end. He said like, nobody thought about maybe chopping his head off. 
Yeah, you know, you've got blades, don't you? Dismember the fucker. D- dismember him, but no, he also, just... Also, why, why, did, why did you stop hitting him? Yeah, they just were like, oh, oh, well, man. I guess we got him. Good job, guys. And not hitting him, like, on the head, you know? No. Oh, All right, he, he's lying down. Mission accomplished. Yeah, I he's mean, like, just turn his, head, turn his head into a crushed melon. Jesus. Like, you know, how hard is this for people to Triple understand? Triple tap, motherfucker. Y'all, y'all tell him, yeah. about, like, you're going to kill tap. him. Well, fucking kill him, you know? Like, seriously. Yeah, don't don't, don't just, like, don't, what, are you trying to leave him pretty for an open casket? Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck, exactly. Fucking ruin that corpse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you guys have, like, yeah. There's no reason, like, no, like, if the, if the mob had actually been playing it smart, there'd been no way that scene would have ever happened, okay? They would all focused in, all hit him in the head to where he, he's got nothing. Like, it's again, his head is just, unless all of a sudden they reveal, like, oh, his head is, like, made of fucking rock-hard diamond, he can't be killed or something. Uh, you know, they'd have to start doing some crazy, like, supernatural shit. Um... Because otherwise, the fa- yeah, the faces the faces of his victims st- are superimposed on his jumpsuit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like deflecting any bowls, so, any blows, so you can't destroy his head. Anytime he receives a fatal blow, only one of the souls yeah. that he's absorbed like leaves his body. So you have to kill like eighty-seven people to finally get to him. Right. <laughs> yep. Too many people were handed guns in this movie that should have never ever touched a gun. Too, m- too many people thought guns like, were hand-to-hand but- weapons. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no shit. You, you, know, you know, just because a pistol is listed as a short-range weapon doesn't mean you have to get within slashing distance of using it. <laughs> yes. You can still be about 10 feet away with a pistol and have great accuracy. Short-range does not mean arm length, you dumb motherfucker. Yes. Right. Nobody's like exploiting the fact that this guy does not run. He only walks, you know, <laughs> and they're not exploiting the fucking range advantage that mm. you can have with the gun, you know? <laughs> I know. You know, at his age, Mikey's always looking out for his blood pressure. He doesn't want to get it up too high. Yep. <laughs> right. And, you know, if you reload a couple shots and then he's not flinching very much, you realize, okay, hey, they would run. Don't sit there and try to reload more shots. Just start running, okay? Yeah. Because <laughs> you already realize, okay, he's not going down. What already should make take down a normal person getting shot two times in the chest, most times going to take down a person. <laughs> uh, it's, a, but- it's at least going to take the wind out of their sails. They're going to have to take a knee, catch a breath. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because they can have a lot of adrenaline. That's true. And uh, but you know, normally that's going to have some stopping power. But you know, at least you'd have a bit of that assessment to realize. Okay, this guy just took two shots and he's still walking at the same pace. Okay, rather than me continuing to stand here and unload all my bullets just for him to walk up to me and then brutally murder me, why don't I just start running right now while I have a head start, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, God, it pisses me off so much. They're just like, oh! They just start spazzing out and reloading all their bullets. and uh, they, uh, yeah. I, I get that people do dumb things sometimes when they're in a panic, but this is just, I don't know, it goes beyond that believability, you know? Yeah, it's... Yeah, because even if none of them had weapons, just pile on the fucker doesn't matter how strong he is if 10 people are laying down on him and one of them calls the cops to yeah. just be like let's get let's get a station house down here if you lay down on this motherfucker three people lying on top of each other pinning down your limbs you will not be moving them around nope nope 
Not at all. Um, I, you know, this is probably the war- the most glaring bad of the movie for me. I mean, this is probably the hardest one to ignore. Everyone uh, fucking thinks they're in Dragon Ball. <laughs> yes. And it is all just set up around letting Michael kill people. They're like, oh, hey, here, <laughs> to me next. Uh, my turn. You know? Yeah, like, my turn. I'm just going to stand here and cower in fear like, oh, Mikey, please do me in. Um, Goku, you're going to have a sense of being ready for me afterwards, right? Yeah. All right, Nobody, my turn. Everybody acts scared, but they don't hack like they really care about protecting their lives, you know? Yeah. That's just a weird thing. There's, like, barely any, like, real attempt. Like, they look at Michael, and they're just like, oh, fuck it, I'll just give up. Hey, you this got guy, me. This guy's a senior citizen. I I can take this guy. You're right. I'm going to be the one to kill him, despite the fact that he killed 11 firefighters who, you know, by the necessity of their job, have to be in pretty fucking decent condition. <laughs> yes. This guy took down 11 people in prime physical shape, but I'm going to be the one with my 80-year-old shaky fucking ass. I'm going to be the one that takes him down. <laughs> yep. You know, you know, I've, I've got that middle-aged Karen house mom energy. Me and my fucking arm, we're going to get the job done. <laughs> yeah, they, damn whippersnappers don't know how to get it done. You know, we need, we need an old school cop in a new school crime world. Uh, so john what's your next uh what's your next bad um well you know the also the sheriff in the modern day god most incompetent (gasps) yeah yeah i mean well okay there was that thing i already mentioned just when we were talking about the fire department i yeah they felt like they had way too long of a stretch of getting there and realizing two of their deputies are dead you know, I feel like they should have already been a trigger to an alarm to that earlier on uh, by the fact that, like, these guys haven't checked in in a bit, you know, and it's there's definitely been a passage of time. So they should have already noticed that, like, a couple of their units are not, you know, relaying information back over. So they're like, hey, maybe we should go, uh, you know, send some backup, you know, knowing there's a serial killer out on the loose. Um, and also... The fact that they allowed Tommy Doyle to start inciting a riot in the fucking hospital. Like, yes. okay, they're telling him to calm down. He's like, no, look, the police has failed and done all this. Yeah, okay, I get maybe you can't legally start detaining the guy. But there's already getting a point where he's escalating shit. I'm like, dude, just fucking arrest this guy, all right? He's, yeah. he's clearly making things worse. And causing a fucking uproar and a panic. And he sounds like a fucking lunatic. I get it. Like, you know, yeah, he actually went through some shit. But again, yeah, it was 40 years ago. Okay. It's a little weird that you're still talking this unhinged shit and you're just riling people up. And then he's just like, oh, I'm sorry. There's nothing more I can do. Oh, I I tried. I tried to help. I'm like, no, you just. just I love the prophecy in in this series so far. I've only seen two out of three so far. These are written by prophets because, you know, Halloween was 2018, Kyle Rittenhouse was 2020, and yet they predicted it with uh, an idiotic kid being in a a place with a weapon that wasn't his in a place that that he didn't belong in. Like, they, they predicted that. And now they predicted the fact that riots should not be arrestable offenses. Yep. Yeah. Yep, exactly. 
okay, yes, you, there, an argument could definitely be made that this sheriff sucks and they've done a shitty job at their job. Uh, you know, they're dealing with a threat that is not an easy feat for any police department to deal with, okay? You know, Michael Myers, uh, for any local police department. And I feel, in a lot of ways, that... You know, Tommy Doyle, like, you know, he, he's already like, oh, you guys failed, so we're just going to make it worse and have just complete mob rule mentality. You know, it's like, well, no, this is actually a, a situation where, yeah, some order and procedure would actually be good in hand so that we don't end up actually killing the wrong person, which is very likely to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that already fucking happened in the sequel that was ignored in the original Halloween yep. 2. In a sense, you know, people got freaked out and they ended up killing uh, Ben Tramer. You know, obviously he could have done better for his case by, like, taking off his mask and actually saying something whenever they were chasing him. But still, same sort of thing. Everyone panicked. Wait, ben Tramer and they- was the name of the character that got the, uh, the, the flammable Michael Myers? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So you could say a similar type of theme is going on there, though it's way more wacky in this because that's a whole other deal. <laughs> but, um, I know you think the cop would be like trying to manage this well, guy a bit better fa- if you can't the arrest fact that they him got the doctors least- chasing people, like the medical oh, staff. The are like, yeah, doctors- let's. What the, the fuck is flipping people over in the hallways, pushing yeah, bitches down the yeah. stairs? Are, are they bad, supposed bad, to be bad, bad world? Those are the other people I expect to be a little more. Cool and collected, like Doctors hey, no patients. You yeah. see, yeah, the medical gals just What the hell is going on? What the dog? Like, don't these doctors have like? Oh, hey, we don't want all these people stored through our halls. We have patients back here. You fucking lunatics! Like, yeah, what like, the hell? Like, why are they all joining in the riot? Like, I love the Halloween you, costumes, but I mean, jeez, they need their own flashback of of the doctors being like. You know, business has been slow lately. We're we're just not. We're, this hospital is going to not make money soon if we don't get more patients in here. If we don't get people occupying beds, we won't be able to charge their insurance. We we might be going under. And then they're just like, "Oh shit, there's a riot coming along. Now we can rough up some of the patients." Yeah. Here we go. Yes. Oh yeah. They're here for another two weeks. We can keep this hospital afloat. Oh my god, the fucking. Hospital. We can't rely on Myers to keep us in business. This is the hospital industrial complex. <laughs> oh my god man that yeah yeah it's it's fucking loony that's why i mean like what did they all get infected with the 28 days later virus are all like oh, dies oh. <laughs> let's let's kill this five foot eight guy that we're all mistaken for a six foot seven guy <laughs> oh yeah oh man okay that's kind of leading into another like note i had is a different bad but you know while you're on it I've never uh, seen him with his mask off. No, but you have seen him missing eight yeah. fucking inches of okay. height. Okay, especially, okay, so Tommy's like, oh, yeah, exactly. It's like, Tommy, you should know this penguin-looking fella is too short and hunched over to be Michael. You yeah, know, no, wrote, sure. that's what I wrote here, my exact note. I was like, yeah, because um, you've seen him. You've seen how the guy walks up, right? You know that guy's clearly too short, like, by, like, two feet at least, too short <laughs> to be Michael Myers. I mean... You know, it, it is, and, and he's the one leading the mob. It, like, he instigates it, because he's all like, Michael! Michael! Over here! Evil dies! 
people die today. Yeah, because that's the reason why the mob all even started chasing him. He is the one. He's the worst person. Yes, and he this is. sheriff. And I guess to come back to my original point is this sheriff is fucking incompetent and stupid. That like the fact that Tommy Doyle is not put in in fucking handcuffs early on. Maybe even put in a straight At least after that. Yeah. A man is scared to suicide because of Tommy Doyle inciting violence against him. That right there, pretty sure you could put some charge on him. Like, you know, terrorizing a person into suicide through mob incitement. Yeah. It you actually would make have... Up, there's got to be a fucking charge for that. Right. Exactly. Then you, gotta... then, then you get to keep Anthony Michael Hall for the next movie because he's alive in lockup. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it it would fall under that. It you know, incitement is one of those unprotected forms of speech, and well, it, you know, I feel like too, just for the plot, that would have probably would have helped everybody in that situation better if we lock him up so he's not like making everybody freak the fuck out, and then and you know so- how it works. Here's how, again, more missed opportunities. The cops start arresting everyone who participated. So the cops show up. They clear out everybody. They're taking them down to the station and processing them. And now the hospital is unguarded for Michael to show up and come after Laurie. Yeah, there you go. That See? And that would have had That's some That's how logical... you would justify all yeah. the fucking stupidity. Right. <laughs> and that would have been, yeah, like that perfect... And, and, you know, again, actually great call pack to the original Halloween, too. You know, I would have liked to have actually seen it, some parts in the hospital again. You know? Yes, like, you would like to see another orderly getting bored like a lobster. Why the fuck not? Hey, <laughs> Halloween 2 had some great kills, you know? It did. some callbacks to that. I, I like that one. Yeah, uh, the guy just drapes the fucking, the guy just drapes like the gurney sheet over his head and just like just takes out a fucking receptionist. <laughs> right. Or just a good old fashioned hammer to the head, right? Mr. Garrett? Yeah, Mr. Garrett? The security guard just gets the back of a hammer. It's a simple kill, but I still like that one, too. The surrender. And this time it's it's Lori that burns down the hospital and being like, none of you... And then she's just staying outside. Nobody is putting out this fucking fire. You didn't evacuate the patients. Nobody is putting Putting out out this fucking fire. But the patients, again, nobody is putting out this fire. Dude, oh my god. Let him burn. See, we always but my do this. Grandfather's with... in there. <laughs> Let him fucking burn. Let him burn. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck your grandfather. Gotta, your grandfather's already dead. Yeah, you know? Myers already killed him. <laughs> right. You you don't know that. You're right, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, nope. Totally though. Yeah. Man, you know that's what always happens with these bad movies. We end up like coming up with a better movie in the process. Yeah. That would honestly, that would yeah, that was a big missed opportunity to like steer take the movie in a much more favored direction. I would have been more about that, you know. Yeah, yeah, because then he he would have learned later. He would have learned that like, oh fuck, you know, maybe maybe mob violence isn't the way to solve problems, or at least if you're going to do it, you should do it a bit more calm and rationally. Yeah, yeah, we a calm, rational, angry mob. <laughs> A focused mob. What? They listen to reason, right? Well, they also that man. They see are way too gullible to get fucking whipped Gosh. up into a craze by this guy talking about something from like forty years ago. Okay, forty years ago. Like, well, you got to consider none of these people have 
okay, I know there's some people that got murdered, but there's still like these people still have not had any firsthand exposure to I, Michael I'm Myers. I'm going to follow you to the death to avenge yeah, something that happened to you. And yeah, exactly. It happened, exactly. It's not these people are still going to be in their own worlds unless it happens to them, and that should be kind of part of the plot, you know. I mean, these he people, can't rile up the mob because everyone's just too fucking self centered. Yeah, I, I feel like that would actually been more believable in some ways. You know, it's weird that they all got taken into this so quickly. Like somebody didn't like. They're like, oh, this guy Tommy Doyle. Like, oh, I googled him, and he's like, oh, I found out he's like a drunken alcoholic or some shit. You know, like, yeah, just I, I you know, somebody. The the information age out there. You know, people would be able to find out stuff about him pretty quickly, and his credibility could be instantly shot. Um, just it, it feels like it happened so easily that you would think they were infected with a virus, you know? Right. Yeah. <sighs> so, man, I, I don't know where I was. Uh, where were we at there? Well, that, that you know, it's my turn now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, All we right, got Mike. off quite. This is a rabbit hole of bad. What's <laughs> your next bad, Mike? Well, it would be like if when Ottawa had a murder going on that everyone was just like, hey, this woman uh, was, was a, went missing on a bike path. Everyone start getting your torches and your flashlights and stuff, and we're going to be patrolling bike paths. We're going to get this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, they, they end up killing, like, every poor cyclist that's going around at night because they were, like, going to their friend's place and... All right, the kid from fucking uh, Better Off Dead runs by like two dollars. He ends up like, <laughs> killing that kid. <laughs> like picks him so, off off his bike. It's like ah, oh, two dollars. <laughs> you know, coincidentally, I I looked up uh, who that was because uh, I I uh, remember when this happened because it was in two thousand and eight. Uh, the woman's name was Ardith Wood. Uh, she was killed uh, uh, while going missing from a bike path, and the guy who. Uh, pled guilty was Christopher Myers. No shit. <laughs> so she got killed by a guy named Myers. Oh, wow. Oh, yep. Myers. He got mired. She got mired by Myers. That is. Uh, so wow. my, my third bad, we were dwelling on that point for a while. My third bad is, uh, the white is Lenny Clark's wife. Because, you know, her husband gets wrecked. I understand her being in the kitchen looking for a weapon. Yes, that makes sense. And then Michaels just walks up to her and stabs her in the throat with a light. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> take that fucking bastard with you. Get your slices in. He just killed your man. Cut that fucker up. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like, I mean, but the fact that it looked like she like already had the door unlocked. I mean, or was getting there. I mean, like it's your house. How many like times that, have you unlocked your door? That should be yeah. second nature to you. Well, but nobody time, should be fumbling around with well, the locks on their own house. Yeah, she had that thing damn near like, like it looked like it was unlatched. All she needed to do was turn the fucking handle of at least for what I was seeing. And then she just turned around and just freezes up because he's standing there. I'm like, motherfucker, he's still far away enough. You could open I'm that door. Watch this. I'm gonna watch him unplug my fluorescent yeah, light, smash it is, against the oven, and then approach me while right. I scream. This is an example I'm talking about of just like nobody using like distance as an advantage at any point. Figure like, hey, I need to get some distance between me and this person that it clearly looks like a force of nature. 
Uh, it becomes clear that these people well, are killed only because the script guy thought, and then they get killed. Yeah. It, Nobody thinks, what would justify this thing? Well, well, like, because like every person makes a decision that can only end with them dying. Yeah, exactly. They, they, just, they choose the dialogue option to die, you know? Because uh, I feel like most other cases, if anybody who's like trying to to protect their life, probably their first instinct is they're going to run, you know, especially, okay, if you open the back door, look like you have it unlatched, that, they look like you're already home free. I'll, I'll, I'll swing open that door, just start running, get out into the street, fucking go knock on the neighbor's house, do whatever, you know, like, or you can get out, you know, get in some place and go with somebody and call the cops, at least get yourself safe from where you are. But no, we, we just don't see that. It's just freezes up and then already gets herself in a situation to where yeah she already set herself up to get killed and when she's being approached she doesn't even use the knife to like yeah like wail on him a bit Ugh. yeah so, so many th very i guess there's a lot of layers of things wrong you know and, and more of lonnie's fuckery why does he end up wailing on the hood of the car when he sees like somebody is like uh, behind the wheel, like one, why are you approaching the car from the front when this guy can just gun the gas and break your fucking legs? <laughs> Second, why is he smashing the trunk? You're just costing that couple money. Yes, <laughs> that you would you you'd want to be surgical. You just smash the driver's side. And just start bopping this guy in the head if he's if he's in a seatbelt. And if he isn't, after you stun him a few times, like, still bop him in the face a few times with the bat and then drag him out. You're just costing this couple money and you let the car get away, you dumb fuck. Fucking Tommy. You're right. But uh, my real, my, my big good is, Marion, you're a shit shot. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, just... All people had to do when Myers is on the roof, open up all the doors and scramble out because he can't get all of you. And by the time he starts on one of you, the rest of you could circle around and get to him. This car full of strangers cannot manage any teamwork to save their lives. No, right? at no. all. Also, you strangle a guy from behind, not the front, because he can still fucking stab you. Yes. Oh, shit. And again, another situation where I'm like, man, you should have just got out of the fucking car first and rather than staying there and start trying to choke the guy anyways. It's like, it's you, like you you're trying to recreate Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like, like you're trying to hide from the T-Rex. Right. I, I love how they just put themselves into the situation <laughs> yeah. every time. They always put themselves in the perfect situation for themselves to get knifed. You know, Shh, Michael's Michael's eyesight is based on movement. <laughs> don't move. <laughs> you can't see it, so we don't move. Right. <laughs> the line she delivers. Uh, this is for Doctor Lomas. Like, oh my god. It's so yeah, it's so cringe too. And then it, it, it just the fact is, it leads her like, oh shit, I don't have any ball. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, hey, remember the time you just shot at fucking windows for no <laughs> fucking reason, you dumb asshole? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, That's where the bullets went. Yeah, plus it's a bad idea to be doing it right there in a car because I mean, 
you think about it, just oh the sound like, yeah the sound you know that's it's no you got no ear protection going on man that's gonna be fuck like you don't want to be firing in a closed you can, in you can spot. suffer long term hearing damage well and you know there is you know there is always a risk of stuff in there too that like you know shit can bounce around there's too many bad things that can happen just firing that in that fucking uh, yeah is a spot. bullet is a is a bullet guaranteed to go through the glass or not ricochet off of it and start bouncing around the inside yeah. Man. I don't know. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not going to make any testament to that claim, but I feel like either scenario is not good. Because even if they're going through glass, you know, some glass shards can maybe break and you know puncture you. Mm-hmm. You never know. Uh, just shit flying at high velocity. Um, and, and you know, yeah. Not to mention, I mean, just there's another person in the car that could potentially get hit. You know, if you're if. Man, if your hand gets knocked the wrong way right as you're pulling the trigger, you know? I mean, again, it's that fucking Pulp Fiction Recoils a motherfucker, just ask Marion. Right? Or or the nurse. (laughs) No shit. And, uh, yeah, it's a Pulp Fiction type moment, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you think that God really came down to stop the bullets? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, um, yeah, no, I... I know it's it's ridiculous that like that whole sequence of kills <laughs> and, and it plus they just they disposed of all these characters that they introduced for like you know five minutes or at least enough time to establish a little bit of rapport or at least try to establish some rapport between them and the audience uh, but just for them to just be instantly killed off when we're not even halfway into the movie you know right yeah, they're supposed like, to be tied to the movie and like give us like they're supposed to be important because you know they're not just any characters; they're the original characters from the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I was you know looking forward to seeing. You know, in this was you know legacy characters and maybe them being having a struggle. And hey, I expected you know probably some, if not all, would die. That I thought, yeah, no, that's acceptable. They died. They got they they got killed in like this very cheap lazy way and they it's just ways that require all of them to be exceptionally stupid yeah exactly and the, and they, they were and the fact that it was so back-to-back too yeah like they're like oh okay well we just need to dump these characters off and they're like oh hey look they had their little cameo here at the bar so now now we're gonna instantly kill them yeah there you go. i felt like it was a with, with how they did away with them i just felt like it was a waste like it why was. even have them in there yeah you know? and even like here? yeah um, and in, even Lindsay, who survived the attack, she's never seen again after she's, you know, taken away, I guess, uh, she's in the, the tre- hospital and that's it. That's yeah. It. In the hospital. And it ends. Yeah. That's another thing. I, I, I forgot to even write that down, but that's another little loose end that they never went anywhere with. And, you know, considering they were, you know, putting a spotlight her spotlight on her in the beginning and she is you know, has some significance to the original movie, I would have expected to see some more out of her. I would have liked to have even seen more of her and less of Tommy Doyle, you know. God, yes. Yeah, because yeah, she's smart. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she actually did a smart thing when dealing with Michael Myers. One, twist part. his mask around so you can't, so he can't see you. Yeah. Then he goes to correct that, get the fuck out and hide from him. Yep. She was intelligent. And they decide, what are we going to do with the one smart character in the lynch mob? 
erase yeah. her from the rest of the screen. She actually used what I was talking about. Like, she used the distance thing and the fact that the guy doesn't run, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, exploit that. Jesus. Like, yeah, she used that. She did. She pulled a Frodo Baggins, okay? Slipped the ring you know, on Yeah, he was like the here. ring wraith, you know, sniffing around and stuff. <laughs> okay, so, Phil, what's your next bad? Oh, man. The next bad is just the whole evil dice tonight, constantly saying it, and then just some of the dialogue used, like after when that, that middle, the, the Trump penguin guy get, well, just that, just hearing bracket going, now he's turning us into monsters. It's like, oh God, just the delivery was horrible. And then even during the mob scene, like where he's like, hey, Michael, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled for a gun could scare. Like, oh, oh, no. It's just terrible delivery. Like some of the dialogue is just. It's absolutely atrocious. Like people dies tonight would be good said once or twice. Yes, but right. but I swear, Overdone. Tommy Tommy is trying to get it trending. Yeah, no. yeah. he's Hashtag. trying to be like he's trying Hashtag. to be like the guy who. <laughs> <laughs> he's like starts going on Twitter hashtag evil, evil dies tonight yes. yeah. again use your fucking cell phone he should he should have been doing reels on his phone saying we're now on Bird Street we just and like he like again have this guy use the phone use social media very recklessly being like we're just at the park look at what Michael Myers did to this to, to this to this pair of doctors and like show the cop and show the two doctors dead like, like show their names and corpses and be like their names were Marjorie and blah 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 and you can have the cop being like you're fucking contaminating so many crime scenes like have this guy commit multiple series of crimes on TV with the phone and the internet, like you, you could have this guy like be like a really dangerous. Like by the end of the movie, he's as dangerous as Michael Myers. Yes, he is. Oh, Again, easily. just fucking pretend that forty years have passed since nineteen seventy eight, and you're in twenty eighteen, where people have and are accustomed to fucking phones. Social media was a thing, people. Yes, yeah. and also you could show it's starting to get out of hand because now people from out of people from nearby towns would be coming in with guns and shit trying to help Haddonfield to kill a serial killer because it would be attracting the the lunatics who want to get a piece of the action. Yes. And you know, like I'd like to have a dead serial killer put under my belt. I'd like to be able to kill a man but not face legal troubles for it. Yeah, I don't think America's short on those people. No. Not at all. How many people have outright said, I wish someone would break into my house so I could end their lives with my gun? A lot of people here in Texas. It, that's just Texas alone. <laughs> yeah. So you could have like so many, like you could have like the Illinois Nazis from the fucking Blues Brothers show up <laughs> and just be like, hey, I, listen, this might be this might be the one thing that can redeem our image. If we kill Michael Myers, maybe people will start to be okay with us. Like, right, that'll, not- that'll get us some legitimacy. You can have the fucking Proud Boys show up. Right. You could have had a whole bunch of, you know, people who are all about guns looking for their one excuse to murder somebody in cold blood and be praised as heroes for it. There's a mess. You want to put a message in your fucking movie. That's one of them. <laughs> okay, there's ways to do this right. It's like the one time we put this violent mob to good use, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, or gosh. or or if they get brutally murdered, it'll be satisfying, you know. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. you're like oh well, you're like, I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> Fucking 
Michael, you killed the Illinois Nazis. They were Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> they were Nazis? Oh, well. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Phil, I mean, John, what's your next bad? Uh, my next bad was, well, okay, like, this is like a little thing, but, uh, you know, coming back to like Big John and Little John, right? You know, I love their characters and all that, but it did seem very, uh, very stupid. Yeah, very stupid of them when to split up, to split up, and not to mention, like, again, <laughs> once you already know somebody's in your house, they have a bloody hand in there. You probably should just go ahead and leave your house and call the cops. That's my fight. Dude, you copied my good word yeah. for word. Yeah, Someone's like, in our house. Like, let's split up instead of go outside and call the yeah, cops. Exactly. Let's split up and go search the house. I'm yeah. like, no. I was like, no, you go and um Yeah, why aren't you just going and like like calling the cops immediately right now and leaving the house? Like standing outside out front at least, and maybe even farther away from it. Just not be in your house once you already know somebody's in the house who's potentially dangerous you guys already look petrified enough you know and uh little uh big john is definitely not probably in a state of mind where he should be going and hunting a you know serial killer and that guy's baked he's no good in a fight no, of course not. He thinks he needs to take off his rings to hold a paring knife right what, <laughs> what's in that honey right um like, dude, so, do you think you're being? Do you think your house is being invaded by a killer pair? Yeah, little John, <laughs> little John should know better. He's the one's got to be like, he's got to be the reasonable one here. But <laughs> yeah, no, that that bothered me a lot. So yeah, so that again, that kind of led to that being, uh, you know, another dumb part with with otherwise charming and funny characters who had a kind of honestly acute death. They had acute stage death. But uh, all the lead up to that is already stupid. That's like every kill in this yeah. movie always has a really stupid lead up to it. So it kind of likable. Commi- yeah, likable like- characters making hateful decisions. Yeah, and, and honestly, they have gr- and they have good deaths. But the fact that they just let those deaths happen for very stupid reasons bothers me. You know, it's like it take it diminishes the whole thing. You know, right? Yeah. It's kind of like Zardoz. It's like a community full of beautiful people, but secretly all waiting to die. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's only a matter of Every, time. Everybody has a death wish. It's like everyone didn't become actualized until they got murdered by Michael Myers. It's like yeah. a, it's a fucking, it's a character study, you know? <laughs> only after we make peace with our deaths can we achieve Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you snuck, you snuck my la- my next bed. Someone's in our house. Let's just split up instead of going outside and calling the cops. Because we have fucking cell phones 40 years after 1978. Yes, exactly. Fuck, if anything. Uh, yeah, fuck, if anything, you don't even have to, like, say anything on the 911 thing, you know? Like, your phone could just trigger that, you know? We've also talked about this. Uh, Tommy Doyle hunting the Trump win through the hospital... Oh my god. He doesn't even check doesn't even check to see that he's not wearing a mask. Like this panicking mob this panicking lynch mob cannot coordinate to save their lives. <laughs> oh no. They they, they uh, don't even know what they're running at, you know. Lonnie is uh a fucking idiot. 
going in alone to yep. the stranger's house that it, that are not answering their door, their door knocks. This member of the Meyer survivors cannot coordinate to save his life. Yep. Again, if they know they're at that house, why don't they just wait outside and call the fucking cops and have like, you know, cops come in and back you up like, nope, I'm going to walk in there alone to go confront Michael Myers. All right. I'm in a lynch mob. If I call the cops, they might arrest me. Dude, they haven't arrested anyone. They haven't arrested us all night. You're fine. (laughs) No shit. Or at least go to some cops and tell them like, hey, man, I think you guys should go check the Myers house. I don't know, just like something like rather than, oh, let's go take it completely in our hands with two teenagers who clearly don't know how to fucking handle a gun. Well, yeah, actually, exactly. well, no, okay, the teenage daughter is mildly competent. Somewhat well, so, trained. Somewhat. Lightly somewhat. trained by her grandmother, not trained at yeah, all by her mother, but which worked Cam- out great for her. But Cameron, no. Uh, like, the, but basically, these aren't people, we don't, this isn't the force we want to be leaning on, okay? Yeah, and like I guess dumb father, like dumb son. Yeah, they uh, right now they just need to be bringing this information to the authorities, and then they can organize more backup from other towns. I know they were saying, "Oh, it's not a hundred percent guarantee," but believe me, they can get some people in, yeah. have them deal with it. Because if hey, it looks like he goes, and they say he goes home, so again, they just kind of antagonized him more because they just, as you know, if anything, yeah, they got in his way. <laughs> Could have just waited it out rather than going in the house just to ag- you know aggravate him more. Again, use your fucking phones, send messages, and coordinate with each other. Yeah, it or, is 2018. It is 40 years after 1978. Well, Even yeah, in fucking like, Illinois, you have fucking cell service. Right, like one of the teenagers right there could have called the cops. Even you know, like right there in the car. Don't nobody gets out and goes to the house. Doesn't even have to get. Lonnie definitely doesn't need to go in there. They could have just called the cops and be like, hey, listen, we think we saw Michael Myers over at, you know, I think he's over at the old Myers house, whatever. And, you know, again, at least have that sorted out, because at this point, there's nobody in danger of being killed unless they go in that house, as, as I see it, you know. And maybe what they could do is drive a little bit further away, like, you know, you don't have to be right in front of the house to draw his attention, you know, like maybe drive couple blocks over but maybe they can circle around the block a couple times you know like yeah, so you can make sure that he won't be in the fucking car waiting for you after yeah that's yeah reduce the whole thing so he doesn't pop out like don't be right in front of the house where he can just pop up on you keep moving but circle around so you can keep an eye on the house until the fucking cops get there and then you know what i mean this is just the strength in numbers just nobody's yeah. doing the logical thing the more i think about it the more it just Oh, it aggravates me. <laughs> oh, and, and every person is fucking stupid. Even Cameron, when he gets stabbed and dropped, all you have to do is pretend you're dead when Michael Myers is walking yeah. by you. You have a gun, leave the cork in so you don't bleed, and get the gun out. Shoot him in the back when he's walking down the stairs. <laughs> right. Then you can get up and be like, get me to a fucking doctor. I'm leaving this knife inside me to prevent blood from getting out of me. Yeah, But no, he takes out the knife, giving Myers time to turn around, hear the sound of a knife being sucked out, and he's like, wait a second, that's the sound of a knife entering, that's the sound of a knife passing through skin, and I'm not doing it. (laughs) Somebody must be alive. (laughs) It gives him time to turn around and stop Cameron from getting a shot on him. Oh, fuck, I hate him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that whole thing where he's just like, he looking towards the closet, there's my, uh, you know he's Michael's in that closet, and he just looks up. 
Oh my! Oh, you what? Fuck. Like, just... If he's that petrified, that why the fuck they didn't even need to be in the fucking house in the first, first place. place? Yes. God, it just pissed so me off. I was like, obviously, he's not qualified for this situation. He is not prepared. He ran down an entire hallway to get to Cameron. You know what would be great in that time? A short-range pistol, <laughs> yep. like the one in your hand. You fucking dumb prick. Yeah, I love how long he like waits to even try to shoot. You know, and then, well, it, yeah, and, and another. It's another instance too where it's like the group split up for no reason. You know, he should not have been like you know he just went off all into his own room and like. No, they should probably stick together if they are going to do this stupid option anyways. At least if you guys are going to do the stupid option, at least, you know, um, go together, you know. Yeah, this pair of teenagers can coordinate to save their lives. <laughs> yeah, like you've already you've already cleared a couple rooms, so you already know that. So go into the next part, you know, that you haven't cleared yet with two with two pairs of eyes, you know. Yeah. And, and one person who's not going to freak out at the sight of blood. All right. And since I'm on a roll, I might as well finish my final bad. This fucking lynch mob cannot coordinate to save their lives. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay. Oh, man. How the fuck are you in stabbing range with a baseball bat, Lonnie? You no. dumb fuck. It's a long Tommy. range melee weapon. Yeah. Like Everybody tries to solo him like the fucking fire crew. Yes. This is the one time a lynch mob would have come in handy if everyone attacked him together. Yes. Everyone is so stupid. I seriously wonder if their families need to file a class action lawsuit against a chemical for dumping lead in the water. Because <laughs> everybody is seriously fucking stupid. Yes. <laughs> like... Yeah, batshit stupid. Uh, Even the gay couple who had no idea this was going on got suddenly stupid. Yeah. Again, I think there was a chemical leak that made everybody drop in about 50 to 60 IQ points. Yes. It, yeah, it's... It, and they it won't is. do an autopsy because everyone's going to think, oh, yeah, this guy died of having his head crushed. This guy died of having being stabbed with his own ribs. No one's going to do an autopsy on the brain and realize, holy fuck, there's mercury here. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, right. You have to yeah. wonder if Michael was sent by the chemical company so that no one would investigate the suspicious deaths. <laughs> You ju you just make them really obvious other deaths. <laughs> this, yeah, you know, <laughs> we had to just frame it as like just a um, negligence. <laughs> it's like the opposite side of Aaron Brockovich. Oh, it was just <laughs> natural causes. At this point, we get. What, at what point can we just say this was natural causes? You know. <laughs> oh man. Uh, it would explain why Lonnie's able to talk everyone into a fucking campaign of vengeance, even though only six people at best met the guy. Yeah. And it's, because again, they're fucking, and it also explains why the bartender talks like that. Because he's been in town so fucking long, his family's been in there for generations. They've been there's generations of lead knocking around their systems. <laughs> oh I mean, his grandpa would have been around in the time when they still put lead in cars. <laughs> so his grandpa, his daddy, he he's a fucking lead baby. That's why he talks like that. <laughs> Man, they'd be. Uh... I think we solved why everyone's so fucking dumb because there's a lawsuit happening, but everything's working out for the companies because, you know, all the other, all the debts in town look pretty obviously something else. 
God, man, they could be like fucking conductors with how much fucking lead they got in them, you know? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Well, uh, yeah, no. So, it, Phil, any more bads? No, I think that's about it. I mean, I think you <laughs> pretty much yeah. nailed it. I mean, it's just... Yeah, yeah um... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I won't, like, retread old ground, because I, I was going to say, yeah, that last... Uh, attack with like you know the last beat up on on michael at the end is really frustrating um but i'll I'll sprinkle like something new um this is all i got left i think was uh so oscar's mom like nobody told his mom that he was dead how like her finding out like because he saw her his body in the hospital like dude how the fuck it's been long enough it's been i guess technically he would have been a I guess he may have been considered a John Doe at the time because he was in a costume, so probably didn't have ID on him. That's possible. I just feel like, oh. you know, again... In but the I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure some of the kids would have given a witness statement like, oh, yeah, my friend Oscar's fucking dead. Yeah. He's, I, he's the guy with the wrought iron fence through his chin. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the news would have got to him quicker. That just felt way too unbelievable. Like, they're like... And they're trying to humanize it by showing the grieving mother. Like... Fuck you, yeah. you have not respected my intelligence enough throughout this entire movie <laughs> yeah. to start pulling on my fucking heartstrings now. <laughs> right, yeah, no. You do it, not get to be that type of movie when I already no. fucking hate you. <laughs> yes, no. If I had to say one more bad, it's just the, the end scene when Karen goes back up there. Oh, I see a vision of Michael. She went to look out the window. And then there's another thing. How the fuck did Michael get back in that house? With the cops surrounding the house, what, did he just ninja his way in? Like, or do you pull it? Like, he'd be stupid enough to go back home. Yes, but he did. Yeah. And then Karen got herself killed. I'm like, that's your own fault, you dumb bitch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I I was even wondering, am I just hallucinating this? Is this what, like, Laurie Strode is thinking is going to go wrong? Because she's, you know, she she doesn't talk to anybody in town. So maybe she's just thinking everyone in town is, like, a bunch of syphilis brain riddled dumb fucks. Yeah. Which they are. And that they're all really just fine, and she's just imagining them being this bafflingly stupid. <laughs> but no. No, that's how it really is. They're really that stupid. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't even know if I should be expecting her to be in the next movie or not. Oh, just wait. <sighs> oh, yeah. We I'm, got, I'm going to have got to wait one, one whole week. We got one more to do. <laughs> one more to do. Oh, we got one more of these movies. Just tell me. Is it better or somehow worse? I think it's, I would say I think it's better, but it's not, not great. It's not great either. I, I do I, think I, it's I a will l- say, I will say this. The, there's some great ideas put into this movie, but not executed well. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like this movie. Yes. Like I said, yeah. missed opportunity. Another missed opportunity. Yeah. Like the next one, I feel like it's got a little bit better. I don't know. Maybe the, the, plot got better cohesion i guess but uh um, i'm already excited to see what happens to this fucking killer babysitter now <laughs> yeah but yeah we'll have to see this so like yeah i it, mean it, i already it, like him yeah because awesome. that fucking kid was awesome. an asshole it, it's a, it's an interesting movie yeah like <clears> I, I i find it i i did think it was better than this but yes it, you know it definitely has it's got plenty of problems too but um I'm trying to think. I don't think I've got any more bads, though. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm all out on bads. We we we've yeah. definitely uh, we've 
we've uh we wasted a lot of breath on it. <laughs> yeah, we did. <sighs> so now uh, we can take it to the what the fucks. Yeah. Uh, I've got and, one uh, what the fuck, yeah. Okay, you go do that because then I can just do mine in, in succession. Okay, yeah. Well, I didn't it mean might to... actually be faster if we just do ours, all of ours one at a time. I don't know. Yeah, I, hit us, I, up, in, hit us yeah. up in the comments. Would it be faster if we did all of our stuff at once each or is the round table the way to go? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, we could just... Um, that's a good question. Um, well, okay, so I'll just say real quick. The only one I had was just, uh, Karen, and something I didn't notice in the first movie, but it was always there, is why aren't you wearing a Christmas sweater on Halloween? <laughs> like, so, I was like, I don't think she was at a costume party, was she? Like, um, I can name weird. it. I can, I can tell you why. So, I think the reason why is because she hate, because, because of her mother putting her through that and the thing of Halloween, she didn't really like celebrating Halloween, so she put on a Christmas sweat, sweater almost out of spite. Yeah, well, <laughs> that would sweater that would uh, that would explain it. It's just funny because they, they they don't mention anything about it. Nobody draws attention to it. Nobody says anything like, "Oh, hey, look, like why are you wearing that sweater?" It's just there. Yeah. So maybe it is like a weird, quirky Easter egg, and that 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 would actually be a satisfying explanation. Yeah, but. It is a what the fuck, because I didn't say it was a bad, but I just thought it was funny. Like, she's running around in a fucking tacky Christmas sweater, you know? And Michael's like, well, she definitely got to die for that. And he's like, don't you respect the rules, oh, bitch? Dude, oh, I know, right? I was like, I would have loved to see her in Trick or Treat pull that shit, you know? <laughs> Th that would be great in, like, a follow-up to Trick or Treat, somebody getting killed for wearing... Like, it's a fun dig at those people who are already putting their Christmas decorations out before Halloween season's over. You know, dude, and fucking the, epic crossover. Dude. It's not Michael Myers. She gets stabbed by Sam with a lollipop. Dude, right? Oh, what a dude! That would be amazing. Or you know, I would love to see like a like a cameo like that, like in um like a trick or treat movie, and then like you see Michael Myers at like the end or something show up. Like he, he has like a brief little thing where you see him step out of the shadows, and then he starts walking towards some houses and shit. Because you know what he's gonna go off and do. He's going after someone and. He stabs them once, and when they start crying and screaming, then all of a sudden, uh, like, the person just, like, like we get to see them, like, step out of the shadows, and we realize it's Anna Paquin, and she just wolfs out and eats them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. Right. It's like he stabs her in the leg, and you think, she, oh, no, she's on the ground, and then she's like, that really fucking hurt. But uh, <laughs> you're, you're going to hurt even more. <laughs> so uh phil any what the fucks um no, no, nothing that really stands out for me just it's just overall just a bad movie yeah okay yeah, i don't really have one so all right so here's my what the fucks where the fuck did the nurse go did the nurse uh lady go between getting out of the minivan and then walking up and shooting it did she like go off to take a piss in the middle of this attack yeah actually you think about because there's no scene that's showing because okay we saw that she gets out of the car but then we don't see anything for her let's until she's everyone coming. die yeah let's everyone die and then we see her coming back to the car just shooting at it blindly like 
that's a whole bad sequence altogether. But yeah. you know, no, just because that nothing. gun is a long range weapon doesn't mean you need to walk fifty feet away to start shooting at your <laughs> right. fucking target. And, yeah, and again, you don't know if like the other people in there might still be alive, and you might accidentally shoot them. You know, right? Like, they, you know, again, you could still have live target. You know, still friendly targets in there. You don't want to shoot. <laughs> oh man, again squandered. But yeah, that is funny because they don't show anything about what she was doing in that amount of time. Uh, again, squandered opportunity. Yep. Uh, again, nobody call it out and you know maybe run in for real quick and call nine one one and saying, "Hey, fucking Michael Myers is over here right now." <laughs> God. And another what the fuck? Why did the Trump win end up face up when he jumped forward off the off the ledge? Did he bounce and flip? <laughs> I don't know. Because oh, he was going face down into the sidewalk. Because you see the sidewalk like closing in on him. Right. He's right. looking down, and yet when they find yeah. him, he's face up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought he landed face first by the way he fell, but no. Because he did. <laughs> right. It's not like he turned backwards and did like an oh, hey, <laughs> He like there was like a he hit one of the, he hit one of those like trampolines and then flipped over and then he pancaked over. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And why did the angry mob just let him put the fucking mask on like a Dragon Ball transformation? Why the fuck are people only using guns at point blank range? You know, short range doesn't mean melee, right? You right. can shoot him while being out of slashing range. Yeah, and the melee deserve to lose his hand and his chin, and everyone fucking deserves to die. Michael's the only one fighting smart. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why. Like, yeah, and he only got to exploit the fucking stupidity of all these characters. You know, it's almost like it reminds me so much of uh, Game of Thrones again. You know, to call back that reference of how, uh, you know. What's his name? Oberon ends up getting killed by the mountain because that same thing. He basically has already has him down, but he just keeps taunting him and trying to get him to, you know, scream the name of this woman he murdered rather than just finishing him off. You know, so he gave him every opportunity for himself to get, you know, killed. And, you know, in this scenario, it's like I didn't understand why everybody with like the close range melee weapons weren't just hitting him in the head, you know? <laughs> like really strike it's like, yeah, let's destroy the head. Let's make sure he actually dies, dies, you know? Like maybe, right. you know, a couple a couple strikes to the back makes sense, you know, just to kind of get him down, but then once he's down, hit his head, you know? <laughs> yeah. Someone, like people two, people might think people, oh, this looks good because hey. it was like it shot like Sin City. Like yeah, just because it's got like some Sin City violence and ca- and camera angles and shit. Doesn't mean it's smart. It's like everyone's trying to fight him one on one, like it's a fucking job interview. Like, like remember when you were all be- winning because every time he swung at one of you, three of you were hitting him. Right. right. What the <laughs> fuck happened to that? It's like they had. It's like the lead in their brain allowed one moment of mental cohesion, and then it went back to coding their neurons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how close Hattonfield it was to Flint, Michigan. Well, it's Hattonfield, <laughs> Illinois, so maybe it was downriver from there. So something wrong in the water over there. God, I, I guarantee you that town got collectively <laughs> about 20 IQ points smarter that night. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? 
<sighs> so now I guess we can take it to the kill of the week. I mean, there's so many deaths here, but I'm just going to give it to Cameron because he was a fucking dumbass cheating moron. Also, yeah. who hasn't at least been as scared of having their head caught in the railing? <laughs> or, or, you know, had it happen to them or know someone who had it happen to them. Right. You already know it's just a very bad, like, it was visceral in a way because once you know he's in that position, you know he's going to die. And I honestly, he didn't die in the way I thought he was going to die. I thought it was just going to be a decapitation, like a guillotine thing going on. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. gets his, he, I thought he was just going to be like, gets his head through the rail, yeah. then flips over the rail yeah. and stomps his foot down on his head to just shear it right off of his body. Right. But, you know, stopping, walking, being like, oh, yeah, you're still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like actually, it was, uh, it was actually a little bit comical. Like, he was like this little pod in the wall or something. He's just like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, he's still gurgling. <laughs> right. <laughs> can't have that. <laughs> no. Nope. God, that's oh, so annoying. I can't, I can't stand to watch him suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take care of that for you. Like a wounded animal, you know? <laughs> Oh, so, Phil, what's your kill? I would say uh, Big John's kill with this, this get, how his eyes get out. I would call it an eye popping experience. Oh, <laughs> very well done, practice. Keep us, keep us where to get those beepers. <laughs> um. Okay, so I guess my kill. Ooh, uh, I, I'd say I like the in the ridiculous firefighter brawl scene. Um, I like I, you know the 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 buzzsaw kill was pretty. Oh fun. yeah, that was pretty. Yes. Yeah, Gnarly. it's very over the top, and it I felt like is very it's uncharacteristic of Michael Myers, but still was a cool kill on its own. Right, but yeah, it felt more like a Jason type kill. Um, yeah. also the first person kill in that scene was pretty good. Yeah, oh, yes. that was a good one, too, actually. Yeah, like the, when he killed the firefighter and shit, when he was, like, slaying down. and He like, just smack. pokes him with the hair, with the Halligan bar, bam, bam, bam. Right. And you just see the mask it. crack, and then and yeah. then half of it goes red. Yeah. I'm like, ooh. Um, yeah, that was a cool shot and everything, how they set that up. So, um, yeah, but I, I guess I'm going to go with that one, though. So we're going to go with the razor blade with the close follow-up with the first kill there. And now we can get to the rating, and I'm going to give this two Johns out of five. Because <laughs> I think it had some great choreography, but it's really hard to enjoy it when the road you take to get to these kills is only when people make decisions because the script says they need to die at this point. Yeah. Like none, none of these people act like people. Yeah. They act like script points. You can have people make smart decisions and still get killed. Mm -hmm. But when they know the situation they're in and they just decide, let's all split up like dumb shits. It's, it's like they only did it to get out of filming any more scenes. It's I take it as a personal insult. Yeah. And it didn't have to be this stupid because no. there was a lot of love and care yeah. in like calling attention to these characters, showing them like, how does trauma affect a town? It, ha it affects more than just you know the people directly involved there there were themes that you could have explored in a way that wasn't just bafflingly stupid and to think that this was written by like danny mcbride i mean i loved eastbound and down right i thought it. that show was was written beautifully so the man can write 
good stuff. He can write heart. He can write comedy. Mm -hmm. The man has established himself as being competent. So to see someone who you know can write good shit about, you know, a bunch of ignorant dumb fucks has these ignorant dumb fucks being really annoying. Yes. While also at the same time, when they're not being fucking stupid, they're kind of lovable. I mean, when Lon, before Lonnie actually did shit and he was just talking, it seemed like that was a guy who was like, you know, trying to, you know, making peace and kind of dealing with, with his, with his, uh, brush with evil. He wasn't always an unlikable shitbag. It was only when he started thinking like, Hey, I could, I could really make the, I could really get this hashtag trending. Yeah. I landed on a soundbite and I'm just going to milk that shit. <laughs> Like, Tommy, like, could have been a likable character, but yeah. then he just, they just made him do stupid shit. The Johns, yeah. lovable characters, until they did stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no <sighs> kidding. Like, they, that, I think you summed it up very well. All right, thank you. So, Phil, what's your rating? I would give it two hashtag evil dies tonight out of five. Because <laughs> that's all we ever needed was at least two evil dies tonight. No more than that. And same yeah. with you. I agree with what you're saying. It's just a lot of missed opportunities. You had great characters, but doing dumb things. You know, and just same thing with you. Like Danny McBride is a great writer. I've wa- recently watched Righteous Gemstones. Him and David Gordon Green did this show. It's hilarious. It is a great show. Highly recommend watching it. Um, and just. You know, after watching that first film, the Halloween 2018, I was like, okay, it's a good, solid film, very straight to the point. Walked into Halloween Kills, I'm so excited, and I walked out like, what the fuck happened here? Like, <laughs> like seriously, what happened? Like, why is yeah. this movie so bad? Like, you have you have all the ingredients right there. It's handed to you, and you just drop this big turd. Yeah, no just, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just no, no pun intended. But now I'd like to say pun intended. It was yes, like, oh no, intended. shit, right? <laughs> so, John, your rating. Uh, let's see. We'll give. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give this to Halloween season. The witch, silver shamrock mass out of five. <laughs> um. You know, yeah, this is a movie that it does have a lot of good moments, but they're punctuated by just uh, baffling stupidity. Um, You know, I think I I agree a lot with your point there, Mike. It felt like the actors were just given these cues in the script. They're like, okay, well, now you're supposed to die. So they would just... The, the characters would just be constantly doing the dumbest things just to set up this kill that they they already predetermined that they wanted Michael to kill people this way, and they didn't give a lot of thought into like trying to set up the circumstances in a way that's believable for them to get that kill. It didn't feel earned, you know. Yeah, it's like they it's like they wrote the kills, thought like, these are going to be great. Like, How are we going to trigger? Well, them? yeah, I, I feel like there's I, I, what I, I don't. I feel like. I, I can't believe that horror movies are still doing this shit. You know, there's yeah. definitely ways that you can write around characters doing the logical thing. Like what most people would probably do when they're thinking like, you know, fight or flight type response. Like probably the first thing is they're going to try to run and go and do something like have them do something that's like smart. But then, oh, 
you know, a plot. The killers twist are happened. just a little bit smarter. Yeah, exactly. Like the plot, you know, the killer already thought of that. Or maybe mm-hmm. some other shit does happen that gets in the way of them. They were doing the smart thing, but some sort of unforeseen circumstance fucked them over. But it's like yeah, like he stages the body so that when the person's finding them and running out, he circles around and stay and like yeah, hides it, behind the hides behind the front door. So as soon as right. they open it, he just swings around and gets them with a knife. Like yeah. you can have brilliant kills and not need your people to be functionally illiterate. To yeah, make them yeah, exactly. I, I, there's so many situations like oh, you can certainly have this person get killed and have them doing what most people would do. Like, like, oh, that seems like the reasonable thing to do. But like, nope, he's already thought a couple steps ahead of you. Because he's like, and I feel like it makes it more effective that way. But, Did you ever see the movie Your Next? Uh, I think it's called Your Next. Yeah. Dude, that movie's fucking great. that movie was so fucking great. That movie was a master class, for the most part, in good, sensible kills. Because in that, a family is being attacked through the windows by, yep. by arrows. So they quickly decide, I'm going to throw open the door. And the track team member is going to make it to the car to go and get to help. So again, you've got the fastest runner. You know where the cars are. You just have to throw open that door, make a beeline, and hopefully it's too dark that they won't be able to hit you with the arrows. It's the best option you've got. It's a sensible plan. And the lady runs out the door and immediately doesn't expect that they put, like, razor wire across the threshold and and slides her fucking throat wide open. Yep. Like, oh, that dude. was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Because, again, you, you have it... people making a smart idea to survive, but slightly smarter killers. Yes. That's a very good callback. Uh, yeah, I have seen that movie. And that's a good example. Because they are all thinking about, like, everyone... Yeah, I feel like a good plan they had in action, you know? And it just... They got cut off, right? They got cut off of the past, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> but... um. And yeah, so I, I guess, yeah, just coming back to it, though, um, there are some great callbacks to other parts of the franchise. Um, I do love the flashback scene that Donald Pleasant's lookalike is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, it's a lot of bad acting, a lot of bad writing, a lot of bad dialogue. It just takes me out of the movie. And just for all the unique kills in this, they're all unearned. That's a good way I could put it. Um, so that's that's where I'm going to stand on it. And I was like, I, I was hoping this movie would be better on another viewing, but I was like, it got even worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we talked about this. I thought we'd be wrapping this movie up because I didn't think like, oh, we're not going to have too many goods. We've got a few bads, but we can just blow through them. But. Man, we're past two hours here. Yes. It's not yep. summer anymore, but my room is still fucking hot. Ooh. Yep. <sighs> oh, yeah. So, well, it's finally starting to cool off here, thankfully. By 10 degrees. We'll, but... have, we'll have to see what uh, Halloween ends brings to the table, because it's uh, it's going to be new to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that'll take us to the middle of our Halloween that is Halloween. And I guess we'll be we'll be done with the that is Halloween part, and we'll have another. We'll have two more movies to finish off the month with that take place on Halloween, and then you know we'll be completely done with the uh, Myers series. And I hope when they say Halloween ends that they really do make it end, and that 
we're done with Michael Myers because at, at some point we we just got to be fucking done with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Just let him be where he let him be where he is. You know, just let him let him, let, hey, let let him stand burn. in this. Yeah, let it burn. Yeah, there we go. I was like, let him stand in this house and stare out the window for once. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Phil, where can people find you? You can find me on Discord, Freaking Phil82, usually on there, or usually playing games. If you want to hit me up on there, you're more than welcome to. All right, and John? Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram, uh, King, K-I-N-G, dot Mickey, M-I-C-K-E-Y, dot V. Um... You know, mostly just posting uh, videos of like flow arts, uh, occasionally some chain mail I make, um, and, you know, messing around with fire. Fire good. Yeah. And uh, I'll start announcing my Twitch login whenever I actually start streaming again. So. <laughs> Can't wait. All right. And as for me, well, you'll find out how to reach me and all my stuff in the show notes. And uh, we have a Twitch channel. Not quite sure what to put on it. If it's going to be just horror stuff or it's going to be like just any video games. I'd like to know if people even want to see the Twitch at all. Because I think a couple million people have them. So, uh, yeah. you know, let me know if you'd like to hear humor and observations like mine apply to video games of either just the horror genre or any games at all. So, you know, hit us up. Contact us. You'll find out how to do that in the credits, which we will get to right now. So until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm John. I'm Phil. Thank you for joining us on The Graveyard Shift. The Graveyard Shift is a Strange Biscuits production. Visit our website at strangebiscuits.com slash graveyardshift to hear all of our previous episodes. Subscribe to us, rate, and review us on CastBox, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and Spotify. And don't forget to check out our Instagram at The Graveyard Shift Pod, as well as our Facebook at The Graveyard Shift Pod. Our Twitter is GS underscore Horror Pod. And if you wish to support the show financially, visit us at patreon.com slash graveyard. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the show and get bonus content. The theme for The Graveyard Shift is As Brutal As It Ever Was by Technoaxe. Visit their website at technoaxe.com and their YouTube channel for more royalty-free music. Thank you for listening, and as always, stay spooky. Ha 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 